We had to shoot the shit with Adam over at SauceCast. You guys loved it. So we brought in a very, very special guest today. I'm going to intro him first. Then I'm going to lay out a little bit of what this show is going to look like. And I also have another very special guest in the room today. So we're going to get to you, Natalia, in one second. Very, very exciting. So we have... In the house today, Mr. Rolo Tomasi. He needs no introduction for some of you. I know some of you are big fans. You came over from his audience. Um, he is the author of a book series called The Rational Male. He goes by The Rational Male as well online. You can find him on Instagram. That's a Twitter, elsewhere. He has a YouTube channel called The Rational Male. He claims to be very rational. Right. So, <laughs> so we're going to find out today. Yes. We're going to find out today how rational, but uh, we're going to have a great discussion. We're going to talk about everything from dating and relationships, marriage, cheating. I've got it all on the table. Um, I've also got some stuff from his book and some of his rules that I'd love to talk about. And we also have Natalia here for the very, very first time. Hopefully she doesn't run out screaming and pulling her hair out. I can't make any promises, Natalia, because, you know, you, you, you hang out with a crazy Italian. You got to take what comes. I'm ready but Natalia is here and she is going to be manning the chat. So I would love for people in the chat to get involved today. You know, we want to hear from you. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you love what we say, if you hate what we say, you're a big fan of Rolos. Maybe you love him and hate me. Maybe you love me and hate him. We're open to it all. That's what we're here to do. So make sure that you comment. Make sure that you leave that stuff. I'm going to be checking in with Natalia throughout the show, and we're going to make sure that your voices are heard as well. Um, and I want to remind everyone what this show's about. So I promised you... When I started this show, I said, we are going to have real conversations. I'm not just going to have people on here who agree with me. I hate an echo chamber. It's nauseating. It's boring. I'm going to have people on here who make me think. I'm going to come to the table with an open heart and an open mind. My hope today is to learn something different. Maybe I walk out of here and I feel a little differently about something. I consider that a good day's work. My goal here is to have a real conversation, so I'm delivering as promised. This will be a respectful exchange of ideas, <laughs> and uh, sometimes we'll agree, sometimes we'll disagree. Maybe we get heated sometimes, I don't know, but it's going to all be real, it's going to be authentic, and hopefully it's going to be very productive for ourselves, for the audience, and for the country at large. The let's, let's, let's go big. World. The world. International. Let's go global. Or worldwide. Exactly. Yes. So thank you all for joining us today. Rolo, welcome. Thank welcome. you. Thank you for I hope you me. feel comfortable. In the now room. I am. Yeah, I, I love. <laughs> you know, it's funny as I saw your sign before. I think probably you did because I was at Value Tame. I said, "Well, we got this girl Jenna Diabila. She used to be on the View." And then when I looked you up, I go, "Oh, they kicked her off the View." <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah. a badge of honor, though. Yeah, yeah. it is now. So, yeah, yeah, it is now. You couldn't deal with Joy Behar and uh, Whoopi, I guess. Oh no, I could deal plenty. I could deal plenty. <laughs> truthfully, I, I oh, say to this day, deal with you. Listen, <laughs> maybe they couldn't deal with me. Who knows? You know, I, it, you find when you work in that's a very different world than oh, yeah. where we are now, oh, yeah. having a podcast discussion. Um, this is a very authentic space that has a lot of filters come, and a you, lot of expectations. Uh, so, you know, just I mean, just right from the jump here, you are you're coming from a commercial TV background, right? I mean, you've been doing. I, well, yeah. So when I, I was do my, very I do young, my homework. Yeah, when I was very young, I did. I, I wanted to be an actress. Mm -hmm. And um, that was something that I was just truly too cowardly to pursue at the mm -hmm. time. I was a very shy kid, which, you know, Natalia's like, no way. <laughs> I was very shy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I wasn't the type of person that could just pick up, go to Los Angeles. I, I was a family girl. I, I loved being around my parents. My parents were my best friends. And I just didn't want to do it. Um, I wanted to do the acting, but I didn't want to make that, that trip. Mm -hmm. And, um, and now you're transitioning to like sort of like what I call engagement media. Like, you're, yeah, like, like you have a chat. Like That's people right. People want to be involved. In the well, that was, well very, what, what is, what, that was very that was very important. Between? That was very important to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you know, I don't I don't know if you ever dabbled in conventional media from a work standpoint. Not really. No. It's a very different world. Mm -hmm. And I think my frustration always was with mediums that 
you know, want to put you in a box. Mm -hmm. And this is what you're supposed to believe. And this is how we've identified you. And this is how we've labeled you. And this is what you need to say. And this is what you can say. And this is what you can't say. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't work for me. That's yeah. why we're doing this yeah. here today. And I, I'm, I'm excited to be talking to you. I've been I, watching I, I some of your- I think certain personalities like deal better with engagement media than like, yes. for, like when you're on like TV. And like, Cause I've done terrestrial radio with a guy named uh, Pat Campbell. who's one of okay. my mentors, right? And uh, going from like, where he is like sort of in, in mainstream media, yeah. commercial media over to this, a lot of people have a little trouble with that because they have to get constant like input from like the chat or from people all the time right. while you're in the middle of the show. Right, and I usually, truth be told, I, I love it, that's why, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say, I love it, yeah. I watched uh, many, many, many episodes, many segments um, mm -hmm. of you interviewing other people because mm -hmm. what, what intrigued me about you truthfully is that I felt like you were really interested in a conversation and you're really trying to fix stuff that's broken. Sure. Obviously we have different approaches on some of these issues of what we think the fix might look like. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a genuine interest in helping people and a genuine acknowledgement that there are problems that are arising that aren't good and mm -hmm. that if nothing else, let's talk it through. Let's, mm -hmm. let's see where we have common ground. Let's see if we have no common ground, but getting to a solution. And that's what interested me about you. Um, and I do think you're interested in many ways in a respectful change of ideas. Of so I wanna, get, I wanna get right into it with you. I have so many topics that I find fascinating that you discuss, mm -hmm. um, that I discuss. And one thing I, I thought would be a great opening, I looked at your iron rules. Uh, of course. And <laughs> go, I can just start, start with number three because that's where everybody's going to uh, go. Well, I'm going to go number three, but I'm not okay. going to go there first. Okay. And I, some of them I found myself being like, oh, that's a great point, to mm -hmm. be perfectly honest. When you talk about frame is everything. And mm -hmm. I know for me working in media, mm -hmm. I've often said I've had to rub shoulders with very powerful men, very sure. powerful women. And when I walk into a room, my presence is something that I take mm -hmm. note of. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot here that I found very interestingly. I was like, oh, that's a good point. That's great. There were a few that made me prickly. Mm -hmm. When I say prickly, I mean, you know, that I, I, I read it and I said, I, I think there's a a better way than this, um, and disagreed a little bit. So let's let's dig into some of those. I would love to hear you talk a little bit about these beyond what you can just read in a few sentences sure. here and there. Mm -hmm. So let's go to yeah. You know what? You mentioned number three. You seem like because everybody a, starts with that. Lauren well, Southern came you, you at me why, on that though? one too. So. I'm going to tell you why, and maybe it's. Um, Maybe it's for different reasons, but let's let's read your number three. I'm gonna, Natalia, can you put that up on the screen? Yes, yes, so the audience has it. Any woman who makes you wait for sex or by her actions implies she is making you wait for sex. The sex is never worth, worth the wait. wait. Okay, so first I'm gonna give you an opportunity to expand Wh why okay, so, and what do you mean by that? Okay, so first first and foremost, the reason why I put that as an iron rule. Now here, I have to explain to you exactly what the iron rules are, okay? Mm -hmm. um, they're not, they're not suggestions. They're not, or I say suggestions, but they're not like follow these nine steps to a perfect life because everybody wants a step-by-step -step 12 rules for life, 12, you know, seven easy tips to have. Publishers tell you to write like that the sometimes. Perfect, the per yeah, to have the perfect life, just follow yeah. these easy, because everybody wants a step-by-step -step guide. So I have to point that out in the very beginning here that when I was writing these, these all, all of my writing comes from uh, the forum era is what, like, what I like to call it. Um, I used to be a moderator on a forum called So Suave. Mm. And so all of the stuff that are, it's in all of my books really, but certainly everything that's in the first book uh, are derivatives from having conversations for over the course of like about 10 years with guys who are coming together in what was known as the seduction community at that time. It was PUAs and was, you know, we called it, you know, Mystery Method and Neil Strauss and all this stuff. It was a very schmaltzy, yes, today, by today's standards, we think of it as sort of like the golden era, like, oh, that was then, this is now kind of thing. Um, but 
all of the conversations that we were having at that time ended up becoming uh, essays that I was, I, I think of myself more as like an essayist rather mm -hmm. than a blogger. Because if that. you look at my blog, it's really more, it's, it's not about here's what's going on in my life. It's here's what's going on from the conversations I've been having. So mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that's in the, red, uh, the, the original Rational Mail is from aggregate conversations that we had over the course of like 10 years on these blogs. So that's number one. Um, number two is this, is that, so the, the principle of, of Iron Rule number three is about genuine desire. So mm -hmm. it's not about go and bang anything on two legs. And that's the first thing anybody thinks of. Like, well, you don't want a girl to think you're easy or, or a girl doesn't want to th you know, guys to think that she's easy, you know, uh, play hard to get, be a coquette. Like coquetry is the, is the, uh, the operative term there. Mm -hmm. But um, that's not what it's about. It's about genuine desire. What does that so, mean, genuine? Is, well, the is the implication that okay. if a woman desires you, mm -hmm. she will act on it. And if she doesn't desire you, she yes. will not. Is that what you're implying? It's, it's motivation. Uh, to become intimate on the part of a woman and too many guys will sell themselves short on a uh, because most guys don't get laid most guys don't uh, especially today we have the lost boys generation mm -hmm. a lot of guys today just simply it, it's a it's a foreign thought for them to be able to do what I call spinning plates which is dating non-exclusively which I'm sure we'll get into later on oh here, yeah okay? we're gonna get to that don't you um, so as far as as, uh, as Iron Rule number three is concerned, it's uh, it's not about the go and have sex with as many people as you possibly can. It's about understanding genuine desire. So why, why do you assume that if, if a woman decides to wait and not have mm -hmm. sex instantly that they don't desire you? Because it, I don't think that's because it becomes because it becomes a you, you get yourself into a position of negotiating desire, and when you're negotiating desire, it. Uh, one of the operative points again in the book is you cannot negotiate genuine desire. That's not negotiating desire though. Let me give you an example. I'm a woman who I was raised by a dad and a mom who were together for many years. And my dad taught me from a very young age about self-respect. Mm -hmm. He instilled in me that your body is your temple and you should respect your body. If you don't respect your body, nobody else is going to respect your body. So from a very, I never had a fling phase. I never ever had a one night stand the in my life. Now. Never had a hoe phase. <laughs> never had a one night stand in my life. Mm -hmm. Every single person that I slept with meant something to me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in love with them all, mm -hmm. but I was in deep like. It, it had value to me. Mm -hmm. There were guys that I went out on dates with who I desired plenty. Mm -hmm. I desired plenty, but I wanted to give it a How minute. How did you express that desire to them? I was affectionate. Mm -hmm. I was flirty with them. I was very clearly interested, eye contact, body language, all of that was coming into play. Mm -hmm. But I needed a minute to make sure that meant something because I wasn't willing to give my body to let someone inside my body, mm -hmm. which I have a lot of self-respect for, unless it was real, unless it had value for one main reason. First of all, I have self-respect. Secondly, I wasn't raised like that. And thirdly, a lot of women don't get anything out of the sex if they're not emotionally mm -hmm. connected. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, this guy's really cool. I like his energy. This happened to me a number of times. I like what he's about. I think he's confident. I think he's sexy. This is all very appealing to me. Mm -hmm. Let me feel this out and just make sure there's something real here because I'm not going to put my body into it, my soul, everything, unless it's real. Unless he's really into me, I'm really into him. It wasn't a power struggle. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about... I'm gonna withhold this and make him want it. None of that was going into play. Mm. To be 100% honest, ever, I don't play games like that. I'm not interested in them. I think men can detect them, and I think they immediately size you up as playing a game. Mm -hmm. So I don't play games. So there are women that, I wanna just nuance this and say there are women that hold that back, not because they're playing a power game or trying to negotiate mm. with men, but because they really have been raised right. Women of your generation do, I think that in, that, in those terms. 
So, so are you only talking as, to no, young right, women not, here? Well, no, no, not necessarily. You're talking to me here what too. I'm, what I, I, I am talking to you there. I'm talking to women who are, you know, from 15 all the way up to 70, 85. Well, what do you say old, to someone so. like me, though? So, you well, that what I what I would say what I would say to you is that most guys, and one of the reasons for this rule is most guys uh, experience a uh, a mitigation when it comes to sexual desire. So, when we're talking about uh, genuine desire, what I'm talking about is something that's organic, something that you you have like. When a woman who is into you won't confuse you, okay? So when, when guys tell me, oh, she's sending me mixed messages, I'm like, no, she's not. The medium is the message. Is she flaking on dates? Is oh, she that's telling different. You, is, she telling yeah. you, is she telling you one thing and doing something else? Like I we agree always, with you there. I mean, this, uh, this is the, the, you know, the byword of the, the what manosphere. What if it's not mixed messaging, though? What if it's not mixed messaging? Well, how does, how, does, how, does, how does he know that? Again, what question. if it's somebody, what if they vocalize it? What if they're, I'm okay. up front, in other words, so I'll say it, I'll, when, I'll vocalize it to a man. Because the vocalization of it is is different from actually living it out, okay? It's, like I said, the medium is the message, and I, like one of the things we've been telling guys for ages, and you know, I, it applies across the board, really, is believe what she does, not what she says. So if a woman is, is flaking on dates, that's the message. That's different, that's though. That's the thing. That's different so, than someone who's not flaking on dates. Someone who's showing well, up. Well, somebody who's showing up, somebody who's interested. So, like, there are... What if, what uh, if... I mean, there are women like me. I would say, hey, I'm not dating around. I'm not interested in that. I'm really interested in you. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking some time to get to know you. This is this is just mm-hmm. how I grew up. Well, see, a lot of the... And I heard you talk about this with Adam as well, is a lot of your... Um, experience is of course anecdotal and it's personalized mm-hmm. and everything and I know I'll just only just you know a little bit of, of your background as far as that's concerned but we don't date like that anymore we date online right now the number one way for men and women to get together is online is mm-hmm. through hinge bumble tinder uh, that's a through problem. apps um, it's it's a problem but it's also a, an advantage in some cases as well but it, whether it's a problem or it's not that's what we're mm-hmm. dealing with right now right it's no we don't live in happy days anymore we don't live with oh, I'm gonna meet her across the high school homecoming gym floor on the high school homecoming dance and we're gonna go out and have sodas after the after I the agree dance, I, I long okay? for those days we're I not yeah I mean I'm not saying that you know that that wasn't a great you know uh, romanticized era but that's not how we do it but how does that change the reality because my understanding is and I've you know I've been listening to you I've been listening to some different voices in the manosphere and my understanding is that you tell me if I'm wrong that you would consider a high value woman someone who did respect their body and wasn't sleeping with every mm-hmm. Tom Dick and Harry and it, wasn't promiscuous and didn't make guys, that a lifestyle. Most guys don't get to the point where they are. Um, vetting women in those terms. No, but I'm okay. asking you, would you consider a high value woman someone who didn't I would respect cons- their body like, so, and wasn't so promiscuous so, as a, as okay, a way so of life? So we're already at high value. Okay, so here's the thing is, when we're talking about high value, it just depends on what that guy is looking for at that particular no, time. No, but I'm asking so. you. I'm asking for you. Me? For you, would you, what I'm high value, saying. A high value woman is a woman I married like 26 years right. ago. Right, so but, but do you understand what I'm saying? That if men can look, and I often find that there are women who you can look around and you can see, okay, this is a woman who, when you say this is a woman I want to take home to mom, mm. what that oftentimes means to men is this is someone who respects oh, themselves. Yeah. Well, there's, there's. So, but, but that woman, mm. that woman is not going to put out so easily. That woman's not going to be like, oh, I'm attracted to you. I, I think, think you'd you're be hot. surprised at how out. many, how many women put out on the first date or how many women put be. out on the third date. I how wouldn't many, be, but I'm not when talking is, about see, that. So we're going to talk about threshold. Like what, what makes, a, what makes a high quality woman high quality, right? Is, does she put out on the, on the third date? 
Does she put it out on the seventh date? Does she put it out on the twelfth date? I've got I counsel guys who have been like you know trying to convince me that they have some sort of long distance relationship with a woman that they've never slept with, and they've been with this girl for like three years. Mm-hmm. So at what point does it become about oh she's hanging on to you or that she's trying to mitigate things? I think that's a bit. That's different. what the rules about. Okay. So, so when we're talking so, about a girl who goes ever, out on a few dates, you ever is see, very clearly interested. No, let me let me explain something to you. Do you ever see? Um, the episode of Friends where Ross oh, and Rachel are, 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 are dating and like, oh, you're the perfect boyfriend, just not now, right? Mm-hmm. You're there in their early 20s. So mm-hmm. they make some sort of agreement or some sort of pact that if they're single when oh, they yes. get to be 30, yes. that, that they're going to get married and we're not with anybody at 30, we're going to get married and we're going to live happily ever after. What that is, is that places that... Uh, it's a horror story is what it is. It's funny. We laugh at it. Ha ha. You know, it's Ross yeah. and Rachel. It's friends, right? But the thing is, is if you look at that in terms of like with a red pill lens, you look at it in terms of red pill, um, what that's, what that's doing is it's allowing the woman the hoe face so that when she gets to be 29, 30, 31 years old, she's ready to cash out because at that point, she's no longer as viable as she was when she was 23 years mm-hmm. old. So the 23-year-old Rachel is not as valuable as, say, like the, the 29, 30, 31-year-old so that, Rachel but that all sounds, in the sexual market. But that all sounds like, to me, that's mm-hmm. a game, right? That wouldn't appeal to, uh, that's, you know, it's oh, a if game we're, that, if we're, it's, it's a, a game, game that everyone is playing. It's a game. But what I'm getting at, what I was trying to get at with this point for you is you have a big microphone. You mm-hmm. people, there are men that really appreciate what you mm-hmm. bring to the table. There are men that listen to you. There are men that see you as someone who guides them. What I'm trying mm-hmm. to say to you is there might be a guy out there that's dating someone who really is attracted to them, who really mm-hmm. does like them, who really wants it to go somewhere. Would, she may just be a really good catch, and she's not laying it all out there on date one, two, and mm-hmm. three, but she is invested and she is ready. What Most I would ask need is, a voice how because is there's that, a lot of women like how that. How is that woman displaying genuine desire to That's that what guy? I answered, right? That's the point. Is right. like, how Make is sure that woman, she really likes you in other well, words. And, that, and that's why the iron rule to Masi is what it is. The, the third rule is what okay. it is. Okay, so what, what happens is this. is You, you see how that could read a little vague? I do, because the first thing that happens is when women read that men and women read that way differently so how do men read that well because when men when men read this they they say oh okay so if she is not showing me signs of genuine desire if i am like if i'm being strung along because particularly like i said between the ages of like 18 and 28 years old women have way more sexual selectivity way more options than men are ever going to have because mm-hmm. we are attracted we select women based on different criteria than men, than women select men i agree with you so on that so what happens is and it behooves women during the time of say like 23 years old it behooves them like strategically mating strategy wise it's better if they play the field it's better if they have more suitors it's, in fact we call that being you know a, a woman's right to choose what are uh, you know was it a woman's prerogative right a woman can change her mind right so we're we're used to this idea that women are doing the choosing and are doing the selecting and men are doing the performing so that they can meet the approval of uh, mm-hmm. not only that girl but like her friends her mom and everybody else because right. you're never just dating one girl it's especially right now it's world it's whoever <laughs> follows her on instagram right so when you got when you're at your when you're 23 years old and you're at the mm-hmm. peak of your sexual selectivity, which is where I say most women are right about uh, their sexual market value peak years, right around 22, 23, 24 years old. Right then and there, mm-hmm. it's like she's she's having fun and having sex with the guy who's the hot guy in the foam cannon party, as I like to put it. But he's he's like the the alpha Chad, the guy that she's uh, even like Sheryl Sandberg has said this. You know, her advice to young women is date everybody date the hot guys date the not the bad for you guys date the the you know the bad boy drummer guy ba- date all these guys but don't marry them mm-hmm. wait until you get to what be like 29 30 31 years old because if you 
if your advice is to date mm -hmm. and to sleep with everybody, now you've decreased your value. Well, I don't give advice first and foremost, so let's just put that. I do. There. Everyone, I give who, advice. Well, see, and that's <laughs> and see, that's a, that's why I asked no, you. No, you know why I give advice mm -hmm. because I feel like I've done things wrong, and I feel mm -hmm. like I've done things right. Yeah, you want and people I, to learn from your mistakes. Well, I just want people to do better in some ways than I've done. Mm -hmm. And if I say, hey, listen, you do whatever you want to do; it's your life to live. But this mm -hmm. is what I learned. It's not so much do this or do that. It's like mm -hmm. this is what if I could go back, I might do this differently. Mm -hmm. And I think there's there's room for that in every single person who's reached a certain age. You're well, gonna look back at your life. What, if you well, say you have no regrets, you're one lying. of the reasons why I asked you when we started this conversation about like you coming in from a commercial TV or a commercial mm -hmm. uh, broadcasting up to, to this is the engagement media side of things is you can't be on social media today without people thinking that you're in some way an influencer. And I guess in some way I am an influencer. And you are for sure. I don't look, without the label. But see, I don't go and say the point of this show is so you will follow this advice and live a better life. My show right. is about education. It's not, it's like, I, I joke about it on my show. It's about uh, coming to class, like take, take notes in the classroom mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so I think that we, uh, especially when we call ourselves, I, I, I bristle when people tell me I'm an influencer, right? right? Okay. What are you influencing and who are you influencing? Because it sounds like a, a net positive because you can make a lot of money being off a, a, a social media influencer. Yes, but those influencers are the people who like what qualifies them as being anybody you should actually listen to or right. be influenced by. So when I when I look at that, I think that most people who are watching engagement media, which is what everybody's doing right now, yeah. is they think that when I say something, or when I put something out there, that it is advice. Follow this and you'll live a better right. life. What I, I try to stress in all of my shows and in all of my books for that matter is that the, uh, especially the red pill itself, is not a philosophy. It is not a, uh, a, a list of things to do here, follow this plan. It's not a template. Um, it's not a religion. It's not a cult. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, it is a praxeology. But you, you should understand that there are people who will read this and will see it as advice. Yes, of course they, they will. 100%. Of course they 100% will. And that's why I'm, what, I'm, what I'm doing when I look, and, and, and I... I look at my show as an opportunity to help people think. Mm -hmm. I want people to think for themselves. I think it's a skill set that's being lost. So okay, I critical want Critical thinking is a premium. In fact, it's a common sense is so rare you can monetize it on that's YouTube. That's right. And right I, now. I want people to come listen yeah. to what you have to say, listen to what I have to say, look at their own life and mm -hmm. figure out something about their mm -hmm. life. Maybe they maybe they, they, they leave the day and they have a better understanding of how to address something okay. going on in their own life for right. themselves. But when I look at my problem with some of this stuff is that what it's missing for me is the nuance. What it's missing for me is there are people that don't fit this and this mm -hmm. advice, what reads as advice, it does for many people. There are many people at home that will say this is advice. Mm -hmm. And I will do another example in a second. We'll do rule number two. Mm -hmm. Need to understand that they may be in a situation where they're not dealing with a woman who's trying to play a game with mm -hmm. them. They're not dealing with a woman who's trying to you know, run a power trip on them. They're dealing with, with a good quality woman whose motivations may not be dark. Mm -hmm. may actually be quite light and they need to consider that because I would hate for them to miss an opportunity because they assume right. something Don't throw the baby out on. with the bathwater. That's right. Got so it. that's why that one showed well, up for me. The, the reason, I, okay, let me explain to you why that. So it's, it grates on women because they think, well, I, I don't want to be a slut. I don't want guys to think that I'm easy. I don't want, and that's, by the way, that itself is a sexual strategy. It's a mating strategy on top of everything mm -hmm. else. Number for two sure. is that rule, and just to just put, put a period at the end of this, that rule is about uh, 
negotiating desire. The reason why I say the sex is never worth the wait is because, first of all, a woman who's into you will not confuse you. Second of all is when you negotiate desire, negotiated desire only leads to obligated compliance, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't want women to get into a relationship with a guy who they they're not really 100% into. Mm -hmm. I don't want a guy to get into a relationship with a woman who is not 100% into him That's as right. well. And so where this rule stems from is the idea that women are using guys as sort of like, okay, he's good, but he's not as good as this dude. I'm going to see if this pans out first. And then if it doesn't, Again, no. then I'm going to get, he'll be you're, my you're catering plan to, B. You're catering right? to a master manipulator. You're assuming well, that requires that, the assumption see, that somebody it, like me is not sitting on the other end of the table. Right, that you're dealing see, with someone who is strategizing 24 right. hours a day. And well, what I'm telling you is everyone not everybody strategizes. is. The whole, it's, every, everything it's not is a strategy, though. If somebody, it is not a strategy. You don't even when realize I, that it's When strategy. I came to the table on dates and mm -hmm. I said to myself it wasn't like I'm gonna go in and I'm not gonna sleep with this person for X amount of it's not that it's a matter of comfort it's a matter mm -hmm. of genuinely feeling like someone is there for the right reasons like See, you're there for the gonna, right that's reasons. where we're gonna differ because sex is not about comfort it's about discomfort it's about urgency it's about it's about I gotta get with this guy I am I will break my rules to get with this guy because he's so hot and I'm so into if this dude not, that I want to get if with you're this not guy. comfortable when when a man is having sex with you, if you're uncomfortable, you're going to be uncomfortable, and you're I going mean, to uncomfortable gonna, in sense of urgency. Urgency, sure, but you can. What I'm saying is, don't judge a book by its cover in the sense of you don't know what I've got going on inside. Mm -hmm. I may be dying to sleep with you. I may be mm -hmm. sitting across. I'm married now, so I'm talking about my old self. Mm -hmm. I may be on a date and be like, oh man, this guy has. He's so hot. I may call my friend after the show and be like, oh my god, he's so hot. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I'm doing at the time. I remember one time doing um before I had met my husband doing a show true story and I remember leaving the set and I called my friend that's what just came up for me and after the show I said oh this guy man he's just got that he's got something um so that is not necessarily not happening do you know what I'm saying that may very well be happening but that isn't informing their decision to jump into bed with someone because See, they've got a whole set of morals and a whole set of upbringing and a whole set of things they want to happen before that intimacy happens because they do value you okay. because they do you're want you and in terms, do like okay, you. So you're thinking in terms of this God's eye view of here's what I would do if I were in this situation. When you are there in that moment, mm -hmm. when you're there doing that at that point, at that time, especially when you're single, especially when women are at the peak of their sexual marketability and they go, I have all this capital. I have all this sexual agency and capital. Guys want to take me out. Guys want to fly me out wherever, especially today because women, uh, we have transitioned from a local sexual marketplace into a global what sexual marketplace courtesy social media courtesy of this <laughs> yeah. right so every every girl in in any third world country thinks she's just as hot as the girls that are here in brickle right they think that they should be able to uh they're entitled to these particular guys and so what happens is it escalates and it artificially inflates the sexual market you want to talk about inflation mm -hmm. inflating the sexual marketplace to the point where women go well i don't want i don't i want a guy who's like six foot tall i want a guy who's like six foot two whatever he's got to, you know, he's got to have the six, 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 right? Six feet tall, six pack abs, six figure income. He's got to have all of I don't those, know anybody all of who those, does that. all of those attributes, but it's, you don't know anybody who does that because you're not online. See, but I know a lot of people who are, I, first I can I'm show you, I can show you, a, I can show you Tinder, Hinge and app so that are full. That's what I want to fix. Okay. 
that's what I'm here to fix because so, I have a little boy who's coming into the world. He's mm-hmm. two and a half years old. I'm a boy mm-hmm. mom. People know I'm a boy mom. I love being a boy mom. My son is everything to me. And my goal in every single thing I do from politics to dating and relationships is to do the very best I can. You're going to turn into a different person raising a son. Trust me, you will. We're going to see. Yeah. We're going to see. But I will tell yeah. you that the values that I'm bringing to this table right now the values that I bring into this show when I do come at it from a position of critique. Mm-hmm. And I respect what you're saying. You're putting out, you're putting your feelings out there and you're not just putting not your feelings. Putting feelings. I'm you're putting, putting, I'm putting, your, putting you're putting your take, you're putting, putting your take on these out issues there. out there mm-hmm. and you're very comfortable with that and I respect that. But just understand the angle it's coming from. Well, from so my life what, and from... what? Okay, so that's, that's your personal life. That's your anecdotal. So that's your lived experience. Right. Okay? But the reason I'm bringing it up is because I hear from these women every day. I hear from mm-hmm. women every single day that say to me, mm-hmm. I'm not putting out because I want to make sure this is real. There's, mm-hmm. there's more, all I'm saying see, is there's more I, to it than what see, it says I, here see, in rule number So here's, a, here's the thing, is I, I, it's, it's hard for me to defend uh, the, the iron rule number three because of exactly what you said. There's always good, it, it's, it sounds right. It sounds like, well, she, you know, don't you want women to do this? I don't, you, do you want them to be sluts? Do you want them to be, and you, that's not what the rule's right. about. The rule is about genuine desire. I understand where you're coming it's from. About, it's about, all, all I want you to see it's is It's about where, guys avoiding getting, getting uh, you know, investing themselves emotionally, you. financially, and any other way into a, into a dead end. I got it. I hear where you're coming mm-hmm. from that. I hope that at least I was able to convey to you a little bit where somebody might right. read this and feel like okay. it, it doesn't account for me. Merch. <laughs> well, see, okay. that, see, see, that's the thing is like, and, and I, here's, here's where we're going to, this, this will color our entire conversation right now. When you're, you most women do this. Okay. What happens is they, I'm uh, not they, most women. Don't I, assume. Okay. Don't assume. I, I'm going to assume in this position okay, because simply hear. because women approach things that they lead with feeling, they lead with emotions. They no, lead I'm with not fa- leading with feeling. See, I'm leading a, with facts. You, everything you've said up to this point, no. is like value, belief, this, my my personal my personal but values experience. Is, values is is what grounds people. Values is if I say data. That's what empiricism. You that's not rationality no, is what no. grounds but, people. But that, that's the problem that, with the society right no, now is that we have we no, have we are. No. You, you, What's the problem in our society is we're in societal decay. You're talking about a phone. and why are You're we talk, and why are we there? Soci- well, there's a lot of reasons we could talk about the breakdown of the family. Mm-hmm. We and could talk we about the breakdown of the community. We could talk about feminism, and I'm sure we'll agree in many respects that feminism hasn't done right. By by many men and hasn't done right by many women. We can talk about that. But we can also talk about the fact that people grow up in a house like I, your values inform the way you look at the world, the way you tackle other individuals. In the same way that you, if you're raised to be a kind person. How did you come to those values? Family. Okay. So it Community, just, school. So, so it just comes to you through family experience. and experience. See, that's what I, I, I tell a lot of guys this is that most people's belief set, most people's values don't come from like, uh, you know, a peer reviewed, uh, you know, meta study of all this data from uh, th- that's where I get that's where I kind of get into trouble with people who are, um, I want to say believers versus empiricists. But this okay. isn't about data. This but it is about data because it's about, it's, guy, about it's about it's about guys who are getting strung along for months and years at a time trying right. to figure this stuff out because because they're Ross waiting you. for Rachel to who marry him when they get to <laughs> yeah, ultimately they got married ultimately got yeah they, okay so it, and had a baby well and then funny. okay but is that the goal state right. is well, that are they is he in a better debate. position as a result of having waited you know for Rachel to get out of her hoe face well he didn't actually wait for her if you look watch the show yeah I know okay so you get that's also 
semantics and it's all scripted. But the thing is, is that the, the principle of it is that we laugh at it and we think that it's a good idea. Like, oh, I'm the right person now, but I will, or I'm not the right person now, but I'll be the right person yeah. later because that woman needs to explore her options while she's still in her whole phase because she's at the peak of her agency at that time. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that she's she's breaking rules to have sex with the alpha while she's making rules for the beta. She's making right. rules for Ross. All I'm telling you is that I don't believe this is an accurate assessment of many women out there who don't break rules for anybody because the rules that they have are because Trust that's me, really who they you are. You just haven't met the right guy to break your rules. That's all. Oh no, I, mm -hmm. I'm married. I'm, I'm very, very happy. I met a lot of guys in my I'm life. I'm not who, saying you personally, but well, I'm just saying like, you, well, so okay. What I'm saying is that you, the guys I don't know what me. your, I don't know what your sexual history about, is, but I, there, this is, isn't about me. Is though. there the one guy in your background? Is there the one guy where you go, Zero. he's the one that got away. Zero. Mm -hmm. Zero. Cause I don't play the game. Zero. I'm being honest with you. My life went on this show. Everybody knows my life is on the table. I've talked about my family. I've talked mm -hmm. about my husband. I've talked about mistakes I've made. Mm -hmm. All that's all I wanted from that was just, I see where you're coming from. I do. I just wanted you to see where I was coming from mm -hmm. on that. Okay. I want to get to number two. Sure. I like this one. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like it, but I like it because I don't like it, you know. <laughs> never under any pain of death, honesty, or dishonestly, never under any pain, honestly or dishonestly, reveal the number of women you've slept with or explain any detail of your sexual experiences with them to a current lover. Why? Mm -hmm. Tell me uh, why. Okay, so the, let me explain the origins of where that really okay. comes from. Okay, so first and foremost, guys try, especially guys who are new to uh, sort of understanding intersexual dynamics or guys who are sort of uneducated in like social skills, they lead with their notch count. They'll say, oh, I've been with 10, 10 women, like as if that's going to in some mm -hmm. way make the like the metric for their success. Guys, that's bad, just so you know. <laughs> well, well, what what usually it comes at the like uh, a woman questioning a guy about um, how many women he's slept with. OK, mm -hmm. so there's there's a frame of mind or there's a, a, a way of thinking, I think, where it's like, well, guys are going to just say, well, I've had this many women like that, like that's going to qualify him as a good lover or, or he's going to be somebody that she should get with. Mm -hmm. And so they will end up using their notch count as sort of a form of game, meaning like they're they, gotcha. they want, okay. So that's number one. Number two is that um, when uh, when that comes up in a conversation, it's usually that woman trying to figure out. It's it's what we call a shit test, right? It's trying uh, to figure out how shitty is he? Is he what is no? It's it's trying to figure out. Okay, so shit tests come in two varieties. There's an active shit test and there's a, a passive shit test. The active shit test is usually when you first meet somebody right now. So, uh, and, and women will do this sort of like subconsciously without even realizing that they're doing it or with, whether they do or they don't, right? Um, and so what it's meant to determine is, is this guy really who he says he is? Mm -hmm. Is he, you, uh, TV shows are built on this. You know, if you look at Cheaters or if you look at, uh, uh, hell, even, um, even The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, they, they're yeah. all founded on the intrigue of a woman trying to figure out, is this guy really who he Tell says he is? Tell me why that's is? bad. If, if in fact there was a woman I'm just saying it's bad. Was. I'm just saying that it's, it's, uh, it's the, uh, it's the intrigue, it's the mystery, it's so the what, how do I figure this guy, say, it's using your feminine intuition. But let's say a woman out. was curious and said, going out with a guy, you know, I don't know how many dates in they are, and said, hmm, this is what my past looks like, and I'm mm -hmm. curious, like what, mm -hmm. because I do believe that 
it does inform some of who you are. Everything you share with someone, like where you've been, choices you've made, maybe you like what you did, maybe you don't. Maybe if you had to do it again, you'd do it differently. I don't know. It's just part of who you are. And I think that a lot of people in the manosphere actually say, well, women aren't going to care about the number. They're not. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think that most women, if you said I was with, you know, 30 women or, you know, Whatever so the, your answer the, see, the, is, the, I don't think they're going to disregard you. The based question on the is number. not about the number so much right. as does this guy know how to play the game? Does he know that we're playing a game? So are you though? What I've said in the past are is this: is women want to play. They want to play the game. They don't want to know that they're actually playing the game. If you understand what I'm saying. But why is it a game if I just want to know who you are? I just want to know who you because are. Because full di- women don't want. I asked my women want, tr- full women want truth, but they don't want full disclosure. They do not want full disclosure. So they, let me because ask you full this. disclosure is this: if I sat at the table with you and mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, it's our first date, and here I am," and I go, "Okay, my when I was twelve years old, this happened well, to me, and then weird. I went through this, and then I went that through would this." Be and weird. Then I, I know, but that's pretty much what a lot of guys' game amount, well, up until now, really amounted to was they want to get past the very uncomfortable phase of say like arousal and and, and you know like oh man she she looks good I really want to get with her and they get past that and they go immediately to I want to be your best friend and 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 I know women want uh, open communication and that's what I've heard from Oprah and everyone everyone on the view that says that that's the key to a healthy relationship is is uh, open communication is. blah 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 and so what they do is they overshare and overshare and so what over-share. should be no I want to ask you though what should the answer be let's say you're on a date with someone you do like they like you mm-hmm. it's going really well you're several dates in and the the t- topic comes up one way or another of your your past you know mm-hmm. your sexual past what, what is the answer you you what i what i tell guys is this is to to identify it as a shit test first of all because what it is is it's an, what is it's the a, answer you want them to give the, the answer is uh be playful with it like what say, does that mean? like well you like if you ask me you say oh, what's your what's your notch count i'm going to be like uh you mean tonight or are we you know how many women have you slept with and you, you like come back with cocky and fun okay come so back can with, i give like, you an honest match. answer to that the only mm-hmm. that will work if the woman is looking for a fling and that will work so if you're, the woman now you're is qualifying things no, I but can it's do, true. but see you're saying no, i can do true. that i could do that with a highly intelligent you know a woman women. of the world but i do it in a different way like I, I maybe you don't say it in those words you don't put it in that that terminology you say um well uh let's see i actually am a virgin Okay, right. that's a and lie. So what that I know it is, but it but and you know, but see, you and know you it's know. a lie. I know it's a lie. That's the game. We're playing a game. Like, oh, he knows it's a but, lie. But I know it's a lie. And it's like, what if she's not mm-hmm. playing a game and she just but wants see, to? That's know. not what women come to the table with. You're not playing. Oh, I disagree. See, because because your mind is, some play your, a game. Your mind, your mind is set in like the goal state for me to be with this guy in the first place is to get married, have babies, and go off into perpetuity. No, but. but this is the problem, though, that I'm having with all of this is that there's an assumption on minute one that everyone's playing a game. There's mm-hmm. too many people not playing a game and just want to know. Even the people Here's who the don't thing, think they're playing it because your game is this. But I want everything on the table and I need no, to like, would you just, rather have a contract and say, OK, here's how we're going to work this so you're out. Gonna be, you're going to say this and then I'm going to do that. And it's it's no, all it's, it's kind of like, it's yes, just, means yes. Really, and no means no. It's a lot simpler than that. Mm-hmm. It's just sharing. It's just like. This is your story. Like in the same way that you could share, I start, tried to start a business 10 years ago and it didn't go mm-hmm. so well, but I learned something. I went bankrupt and here I am now starting a new business mm-hmm. and that's why it's so well. We want to we want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Part of that is your sexual past. Right. I mean, I asked that question. I was genuinely curious. I was like, mm-hmm. did you have a phase in college like where, where you were just looser with that? Like, how did you come to feel the way you feel now? Mm-hmm. You know, how, what was that evolution? I was genuinely interested. That wasn't because I was going to play a game or that answer was going to make me have a different reaction mm-hmm. or that I was going to make a judgment based on that answer. Now, I would have made a judgment 
if there was no answer, because then I would have mm -hmm. walked away from that table and said, this is a guy who likes secrets. Okay, so if you ask a guy this, and you said, hey, uh, your husband or whoever, like when you're dating, right? If you ask a guy and he says, uh, I've never had sex before, mm -hmm. is, your, is your estimate of that guy different for saying that than if a guy says, oh, about 200, 300 women? Is is my like is the, the the difference? Which like at what point is the threshold where you have would, something that's that's different? That's, I would what, ask. You're, what you're talking about, like uh, when I talk about this, it's about the social dynamics between men and women. At yeah, that, at that point, I would time. ask more. I would be okay. curious. That wouldn't be See, a, a, a that wouldn't be a reason to not. If I was really feeling someone on every other level, that's mm -hmm. not going to be a reason for me to walk away from the table. But if you're 45 years old and you've never had sex, that would be curious to me. See, I would want to know more the, about why. The, the point the point of this rule is this: is that it's it, first of all, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to say, I know how to play the game. If I, if you know I'm lying and I know you're lying, we go, ah, yeah, yeah, you're I get it. this from a okay. dark perspective but it's on not, second. I, I, I am, I am. It's not that dark I am, but, it's, but you, you're, you're casting it in terms of being dark. It doesn't have to be dark. It can be very like, oh, he gets what, like if, if, uh, if, uh, no. if a chick is, if a woman is at with you and she's playing like the bratty sister role and you're like ribbing her and she's ribbing you and you have this sort of playful dynamic that's going on between you. But that's you, not fun that's when you're different. trying to figure out if, if the person sitting across the table from you could be a life partner because right. all you See, walk that's, away from that's the your, table with that's the conversation you're going to have right now no, as a married woman at because i don't want a secretive so. guy mm -hmm. i don't want to see i never wanted a secretive guy mm -hmm. i wanted someone who was going to own their choices good and bad and was going to come to the table and be willing to share because and at the end of the day you do you know everything you need to know about that guy and there's no reason for you to come back and watch the next episode of bachelor there's nothing. There's nothing intriguing. There's no. There's no more layers of the onion because you're already done with the onion. You haven't. Re you haven't yet absorbed that. What's intriguing about that man is that he did share it. That he was willing to put it on the table. That he was proud of who he is, no matter what choices he made, and that he was okay with you walking away if you didn't like the answer. He was okay if he says that, and he and you you have a problem with it. Confident guy is going to turn around and say, "Listen, that's that's who I am." And you know who that's you're going to, and you know, and when story. you're done with that date, you're going to go find the guy who is a mystery, who who is no. less available, who is hotter and better than this dude. Mystery is. gets Trust old me. real fast, and I understand the value. Well, you of have that. to get to, if, okay. So let's. Fast. So we're talking. We're kind of like talking at, at past each other here because you're. Are you saying in, in first of, few dates? I'm talking in the first few dates. So if I'm you're, talking if like you, when this when this question comes up, it doesn't come at. Well, I mean, if, okay, if this is asked within the first few dates, mm -hmm. okay, there's a different dynamic that goes. Up. If you're being asked this after you've been together for like six or eight months, well, how many women have you been with? How many men have you been with? At that point, right there, that's a different question than when you're just when you're talking in the very initial phases. Is it of okay dating. at any point for you, or is this uh, is this? Are you saying it's not okay in the beginning? I'm saying it's that okay it's, it's an opportunity opportunity for playful like it's an offer, opportunity for like playful playful banter I guess would be a better a better term for it okay. but, but the thing you. is is like it's it's not a serious question particularly when it comes in the begin well in mm -hmm. the beginning like if you're already at the point where you've had sex with this person and you're with the, that person like 6 or 8 months right. that's a different question a diff fair it's a different question yeah. I would just say it's an opportunity to just be proud of who you are and what your story is and put mm -hmm. it on the table and let them love so you and hate you for so, that so here's, but here's from the start what you're but you're speaking from a position of a woman who has already gone through a lot of this stuff already. But, so. but I'm speaking from, from that same... Mm -hmm. I, the, I who mean, you are right now is not who you were. You're 43, right? I'm 43, and I so can you, tell you... So who you are right now at 43 is not who you were I when you were 23. I can tell you that this Trust is how I handled me. every single relationship that I've had in my life. And for me, not for everybody, that came from a very good, solid upbringing. Mm -hmm. uh, that was my story. 
Now, I'm not saying it's everybody's story, but I'm saying that if it's my story, it's someone else's story. And I guarantee you there are women out there who, when they ask that question, aren't playing a mind game and want to get to know who you and are. I can guarantee you. And aren't going to hate you for the answer, but will walk away feeling uncomfortable. I can guarantee you one. that as, as, as conservative and as great as your upbringing is, there are still aspects of your personality and the things that you, that you have gone through that will show you the game that you've actually been playing, but you don't know that you've been playing it. And I hate to even use the term game. Let's just say like a strategy or it's like a, yeah. it's a, uh, the way that you interact. Oh, I've made plenty of are, mistakes. Don't are. get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you for mistakes. What I'm saying is that the way that you used to think in, at 23 is different than where you are at 43. Yeah. And then you want to say, well, I had a very solid upbringing. There's lots of people who have had very solid Agreed. upbringings, right? But whose I, parents I'm are still together and they love them very 100%. much. 100%. But the thing is, is like even the most conservative, like even, even in Muslim cultures. I'm not even saying conservative. Muslim though. women are still looking for, they're still hypergamous. They're still looking for the best of the best. They're still looking for the guy who's the top. Don't confuse that because I know people who grow up in conservative homes where respect isn't taught. And this isn't a conservative, it, liberal, see, it's game, not even The that. game stays the same, the context is All I'm trying to share that. with you mm -hmm. is that there are a lot of women of all age brackets that when they ask that question aren't playing a game. And some are. Some are, and it's the guy's job on that date. He's gonna have to figure out who's who. But, but see, he shouldn't again, compromise his truth, mm -hmm. his reality, and I don't mean his truth as in there's several versions of yeah. the truth. I mean he shouldn't compromise the truth and his life for anyone. Just share it, put it on the tape. If she doesn't, if she doesn't like that about you, tell kick her, t bye, see you later. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do as a female. I, you asked me a question, I gave you an answer. You don't like what I had to say. Well, we would never make so, it. In so, long so you're life. looking at authenticity is really that's what, what I yeah a hundred percent. A hundred percent. For me. I want to get to rule number nine. Okay. Oh, geez. All, By the way, way, all the way to nine it. already. Okay. <laughs> Natalia, yes. Let's just go over the chat just for a second. I just want to see, are people loving the conversation or how are they feeling? And if you have any comments that from anyone, just let's just pop one out. Yeah. Um, and then I want to get to rule number nine, which I think is a really, really important and really interesting one. Yes. So we had someone, um, Scott Rodriguez. He said, um, stop thinking, uh, I guess, should I say the word? Uh, stop where go do it stop thick fucking it to death guys lay your cards on the table and your heart and if you get played and your heart broken soak it up as a life lesson and move the fuck on it's simple you two are complicating the hell out of things well we're complicated people life is complicated i really believe Great. these issues are you can lay it out real simple or you mm -hmm. can you can look at simple the answers usually come from complex solutions that's right and we're trying to like get to the meat of the matter See, guys, I, so. I i love it when people say rollo can in 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 two minutes can you sum <laughs> right. up the red pill i'm like no, I can't. I'll, you just you know what I no, love about I your can't. show. Actually, my husband was listening to one of your shows. Um, he was really interested because I had told him I was going to have you on. He was listening to it, and he was like, "This is like a three or four hour. Wow, he's really in deep." And I said, mm -hmm. "Well, you know what? Sometimes that, the truth. We both came to. Sometimes that's what it takes." I am always trying to balance being comprehensive with being concise. I know, and that's the hard. Well, because if more challenge for, in my line of my line of work, I don't hate to think of it as work, <laughs> but like in, in my background when I'm writing books yeah. and when I'm doing when I'm talking to people and doing shows and everything I always have to remember that the red pill is like sort of multifaceted so mm -hmm. like it involves like uh, dating and social skills obviously game is one of part of that but then there's also um, like there's sociology there's anthropology right. there's there's uh, psychology there's evolutionary psychology evolutionary biology hell I've had to quote like studies from like neurological like how women's brains are wired versus how men's brains are right. wired and show like because if I'm going to make some grandiose claims I better have some damn good uh, mm -hmm. uh, data to back that up and so when I'm out there I'm like god I gotta be a neuroscientist <laughs> now but you do because the first yeah. thing out of anybody's mouth is show me the proof right. I'm like 
Yeah. Okay, so here it is. And then like, okay, forget it. Oh, I, I, I don't believe that study. I then, take then, it as a, as, a, as a compliment yeah. that we're complex and we're doing this in a complex <laughs> way. I do. Um, okay, I want to do rule number nine. And then I have some other really important stuff that I want to get sure. to. But this rule I think is important and I don't want to spend too, too much time on it. But you say never self-deprecate under any circumstances. Yep. This is a kiss yep. of death that you self-initiate. Yep. And is the antithesis of the prize mentality. Once you've accepted yourself and presented yourself as a complete douche, there's no going back to confidence. I love that he's got it memorized. I know this one. I guess, yeah. <laughs> back to confidence. There's, cer- there's certain rules that okay. everybody always So, Actually, I'm surprised you got to two because people usually don't do that one. It's usually like seven, uh, three, seven, and nine. So this one struck me because I, I, I don't feel this way um, about people in general. Like I feel that I am much more drawn mm-hmm to individuals who are willing to acknowledge flaws. Now, I think there's a fine line, though, when I read this between coming to the table and saying I'm a complete douche and coming Mm -hmm. to the table and saying, you know, this is something I could do better. Mm -hmm. You know, this is an experience I had that I learned from. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a cliche. Some feel it's a cliche that women say I like a vulnerable man. Mm -hmm. But I think that what women do like is someone who's willing to show them how they feel about stuff. Women, women do not want vulnerability. That's number one. Number two is this. The reason why I put this out there is because too many guys were leading with self-deprecation as a form of game. Like they they thought that, well, uh, you probably have heard this uh, particularly. I hear this particularly from like evangelical Christian guys or like politicians or anybody who wants to sort of build up the little lady. Oh, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for my wife, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll start. Uh, what do you mean the little lady? Well, the wife, the the girlfriend, that's like the, a, the woman behind That's not behind a good her. way to refer to the wife. I'm no. just saying you've been married for how many well, years? Well, I'm not I'm, mean. I'm I don't do mean me personally. <laughs> I'm talking about like guys, like <laughs> if, if if I'm introducing my wife, I go, here's, here's my wife. She's lucky to have me. Right? That's what that, you said? That's, that, because that's a complete reversal of what I'm talking Is about. Is that right what you here. said? I will. Yeah. If, you, if, I'm, if I say she's lucky. To, and then we know we're joking around, right? So when I say but you're, you're don't leave. Yes. But she knows like it's, it's sort of like this, this self-aggrandizement mm-hmm. to sort of prove a point, to show a point. Okay. Now, if you have to explain a joke, the joke's not funny, right? right. So... When I was writing this one, I put this part as, as part of the book. When, what happens is guys will go and they'll, they'll uh, introduce their wife or whatever, and then they'll go, oh, but I can't believe God shined his light on me because I'm such a schmuck, and I can't believe this angel from heaven would have anything to do with me. And what happens is in their attempt to build up their wives or build up their girlfriend or whatever it is, in their attempt to do that, they're actually insulting that woman because that woman does not want to be with a guy who's a complete douche. She doesn't want to be with a guy who's in his... his initial, like his instinctual default answer to like, oh, let me introduce the wife to you, is she's so great. You know, I can't believe I, I you know, I can't believe that I'm such a schmuck and she's so great and she would like lower herself like I, I, I married out of my league. Or Wouldn't the better like strategy be to build yourself up and also build up the woman next to you? In I'm, other but words, that's, we're lucky but, okay. to have each other. Yes, but that's not the point of that. Of that uh, OK, that, so the point, okay? the point the point is, is to this tell, is why, stop, why do you feel call, that women stop self-deprecating because what, what most men do is they are taught. To, to lower themselves. They're taught to Is that like to the I married themselves. up type? I married up, mm-hmm. yes. I, um, uh, she, she's better than me and I can't believe how lucky I got. And what you're doing is you're reinforcing two things. First is um, you're reinforcing the idea that uh, getting with a woman is all about fortune and luck and, and the, the, right. the, the clouds parted the angels sang because I found her across the you know, homecoming school dance mm-hmm. you know, uh, gym floor, right? 
Um, the other part of that is guys think that if they make themselves less, they make the woman more. No, make yourself more and she will appreciate you that much more for being the kind of guy that other men want to be and other women want to bang. I would say build yourself up and build her up as well. You know, if you're if you're with somebody, you are a team in some capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're especially if you're married, you're you're sharing a life together. You're building a shared life see, together. See that, that that comes from so a, that comes from a position of believing that marriage should be an ego, egalitarian equality equalitarian which I do position. believe and we're going to get to that. Okay. But, However, but let me let me ask you though this quickly. Why do you feel that if that, if that guy, if like that guy's vulnerability, why, why don't they like, why, why would you say that they don't okay, like that? So advance? vulnerability, once again, is something that guys overemphasize. It's very similar to what I was saying here. They overemphasize vulnerability. But you said they so, don't like it no, very specifically. No, women, yeah, women do not like vulnerability. They don't. Because, okay, so well, they, what we, I'm what telling what you, they done, do. Okay, what they've done, and I'm telling you they don't, because, they do. because since the, uh, the sexual revolution, we have, and you will probably understand this, is since the sexual revolution, we have systematically tried to feminize men from, mm-hmm. like, say, the boomer generation up to you know, the Gen X and up to where we're at right now. So what's the number one message that we tell them? Be more emotional. Get in touch with your feminine side. Be more, uh, like, feminize men and masculinize women. Part of that social engineering pro- project that's been going, an experiment really since, like, 1965, part of that is get in touch with your emotions, express yourself emotionally, be more... To, to be a more well-rounded, perfect man is to be more like a woman. And that's why I'm saying... So like, you understand, though, there's a big space, a whole lot of space between a feminized man, which I don't think most women want, and a man mm-hmm. who's willing to share vulnerabilities. Okay. There's, a, there's a big space in there. And I, there's a big difference between a guy... I mean, I don't think you want to turn on the notebook every night and have your husband cry top to bottom. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. But... You know, if you watch that movie and there was a moment where your husband shared, for example, hey, you know, I lost a family member to Alzheimer's and that mm-hmm. was really hard for me and told that story. That is a vulnerability. Right. But it, it, that is something that but women But that's want. not game. That's not building up. That's not building equity. That's building the relationship for sure. Now, here's my other point. Is building is, equity. Well, here, let me, let me explain something to you. So when, we're t- when I talk about vulnerability, especially when it comes to like a guy, we were just talking about, uh, you know, revealing your notch count and everything. That comes from guys thinking that to get to sex means that they have to be vulnerable, they have to be emotionally available, they have to be comfortable, they have to have everything on the table, they have to be an, a completely open book. And usually what happens is women get bored of that. They're looking for a guy who's exciting, who's fun, who wants to go skydiving, who wants the, the date to end up being something that seems almost dangerous. And as I was saying before- Not for longevity though. Okay. But we're talking about in the initials, in the initial, well, in the initial stages. I mean, sure, if you if you show you up crying have, every day all day long, that brings that and in. it's all. Okay. But, but you can be, you can do it all. You can be all of that. That that's what I was hoping that your message would be to men. You can be all of that. You can be a a, a masculine man. You can you know yeah. be proud of your physique. Good. You can care about health and wellness. You can have a career that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. You can have a woman beside you that you love and respect. You can do all of that. You can also share your emotions. You can say, I love you. You can say, yeah. I lost a family member sure. five years ago and this yeah, was my once journey. Once you're in the relationship, and I get, sure. Okay, yeah. so you're talking again before you get into the relationship, you feel that vulnerability what I'm, what I'm is a part you should What I'm saying show. is that, okay, so the definition of vulnerability is weakness. Let's start talking about things in objective terms instead of emotional terms. As I was saying before, we live in the feels before reels generation right now. When you go and you see that that chick that was uh, and before Congress talking about like how we got to talk about birthing people instead of women. Let's just call them women. That's AOC. what they are. Is that an okay? AOC dig? I no, like no, no, it wasn't AOC. It was, it was, <laughs> Listen, I got real 
excited. I like an AOC dig roll. Because what we're say. doing is we have we're using we're we're speaking the language of emotionalism when we need to start getting down to brass tacks. And because if we don't, we will not turn. I think there's just a balance. I don't think there's a balance. Okay. Yes, there is a balance. And you know what the balance? You know what's completely out of balance is the fact that we are in the feels before reels generation right now, and really have been. I would I would argue for the last twenty or thirty years. However. But that is the result of men need to be more emotional. Men need to be more vulnerable. I'm not saying you have to be this complete doormat simp pussy. I'm saying that by order of degree, every generation, we layer another one of those on top of there to the point where we teach our boys to be defective girls. So you've got a five-year-old boy who's, who's primary, he knows no other way of teaching except for the women that have been teaching him since the time he was born, all the way until he gets into postgraduate. I, I think there is there are people in society that are agenda-driven in the exact capacity you're talking about. I think that there is an agenda and oftentimes that comes from modern feminism and how it has distorted what actual founding feminism looked like and has in, in the process. Would you call yourself a feminist? I would not because I don't like how that term has been bastardized by the modern left. See, I think you're a feminist and you don't know it. I don't think so. I think modern feminism Actually, I should today, say this. I, and I've made this. So this let, let here's me my, here's you, my bold point is that anyone why. born after like 1965, you are a feminist or you have had so feminist I believe, indoctrination I be like infiltrated. I haven't been indoctrinated. Believe me, my, my whole career is going after this nonsense. I don't know how much you know about my politics, mm -hmm. but I've spent a long time defending men. I've spent a long time defending men's honor. I've spent a long time standing up for people like... Brett Kavanaugh, who got, you know, criminalized on second one be, with no evidence because he was a guy. I spent well, me, a long me too, time. Me too. Was, listen, well, I spent was a long time going right. after Me Too and a long time going after Believe Her. No, you need to just get gather your evidence and then figure out what's going on. Don't believe a woman on, on day one because she's a woman. So I spent a long time rallying against this stuff. Um, so I, I reject that term. I think that modern feminism now is equated with hyper promiscuity in women, which I don't think is a good thing. I don't think that's a good direction for women. I think it's also associated with a pro-abortion movement, which I don't support. And I think it really ends there. I don't think it's really about women at all. I don't think it's about female empowerment as it was once called. Uh, but if you're asking me if I believe in you know, equality of opportunity, not equality of outcomes, but equality of opportunity for men and women, 100%. If you're asking me if I believe that women should you know, be the authors of the life that they want for themselves and that I would want that message to go to a daughter if I had one, 110%. But that should not involve deflating men. There is absolutely no reason for that. And if you're doing that, then you are playing a game and that I will not endorse. And my, my, so that's not, that doesn't fit we'll, modern we'll, feminism. We'll get, we'll get to feminism in a minute. Let me just finish up on yeah. vulnerability really quickly. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. Can vulnerability be sexy in a guy? Yes, it can if that guy has already established himself as being sort of an alpha, for lack of a better term, an alpha male, a guy who's a high value guy mm -hmm. who is reserved with his emotions because men are biologically different from women. Are, uh, Agreed. Yeah, the, the neurological side. I agree of with you 100% women, that women, we're different. Women tend to, so like the triune mind theory is this, it's like instinct, emotion, and reason. For women, it's in, for both sexes, it's instinct first, no matter what. That's just hardwired into yeah. us. Then there is uh, emotion and then there's reason. Those are ways of interpreting our surroundings, like well, animals in general, but human beings in particular here. And women tend to go instinct, emotion, and reason. Men, before the sexual revolution, used to be instinct, reason, and then emotion. How do I feel about what just happened after I interpret it and, and figure out what's mm -hmm. going on here? For women, it's the other way around. It's instinct, how do I mm -hmm. feel about this? And then what actually mm -hmm. happened? And so there's that difference. So men are not necessarily hardwired to 
feel emotion in the same way that a woman mm-hmm. does. And that's why I think that one of the biggest, I think like, that's fair. one of the biggest things that has happened, or one of the, the biggest social engineering experiments that we've had really in the last like 65 years now is that we have tried to condition men to, to think like women, to, to make the, the female process the correct way of thinking. So we go instinct, emotion, and reasons rather than instinct, reason, and then emotion. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at uh, the interpretive processes, which ones are faster? Instinct is the number one. That's fastest, mm-hmm. right? Then there's emotion. How do I feel about this? And then reason takes a lot of time mm-hmm. because you have to learn things. You have to, uh, you have to study Taekwondo or martial mm-hmm. arts. Or you, gotta, yeah. you have to learn how to you know, turn the car into the skid instead of like with this or slam on the brakes so you die, right, in a skid. There's, there's aspects of life where we have to lear- unlearn things that we were never evolved mm-hmm. to have you know, had to deal with in the first place. But what we've done is we've, uh, we've kneecapped men for the last four generations by saying you need to think and feel before you actually you know, do anything rational or reasonable. In fact, even for me to say the rational male or to title my book or anything to say the rational male, Mm-hmm. Why, why, why is that? Mm-hmm. Why do, why is that the initial response? So my response it, would be that men should just be human beings, you know, well, and they what's should a, just okay, be, what's a, they are, what's a human being? Well, I think a human being is <laughs> I hate a to complex, go Matt Walsh on you. What's, no, a, what's a human I, being? <laughs> I think it's just a, people are complex, you know, and I, I think that it's okay. I understand what you're saying that they're, people they're are about complex, the timing. but they you're, follow but you're templates. talking about timing. When you say vulnerability, I think you would be having a very different conversation about being vulnerable in some capacity with a wife okay. or a spouse than you would on if a second are, or third if date. If you're with a guy who doesn't share his emotions for it, you're attracted to him, you're in a relationship, he's not as emotional as you are, he doesn't cry during Titanic or whatever, okay? Like he's he's just simply, yeah. he's not, A, he's not wired for that, and B, it's not because he has some sort of socialized learning that says, yeah. oh, you got, men don't cry. Maybe he does, you know, when his dog dies Maybe that's dies just not who he like is. That. Well, or maybe it's that that's just not who men are because we don't have the same wiring. We oh, don't have I, the same I think, See, that, that ignores the reality that there are men that are very different. I mean, I've been Everybody, with men who see, are make- much more vulnerable with their, and much, they just, that's just who they are. They're wired that way much more so than another They're conditioned guy. to be that way. They're not wired that way. I, I don't know about that. Again, though, I think a lot goes into the way you, the, you were raised. I can raised. show what, you the FMRI studies but that what show was you your, exactly was that. your dad in the home? What was your dad like? Did you have mm-hmm. a father figure? What kind of role did that play? I think all of so that comes into social, play. What that is is social constructionism is what that is. And we overly rely on that right now. So I'm not saying that there are actually genetic reasons why a guy could right. be, well, that, could that, be yeah, a, yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. So there there, are, be, there so are differences between men and otherwise. My point is this, is that... When a guy is not as like emotionally available, yeah. let's just say, because that mm-hmm. loves that term, right? And then, <laughs> but he's strong. He's she's still into him. Yeah. She loves a guy. Yeah. She, you know, because he's not that way, because he, he's stoic and he knows what he's doing. Whatever, however you want to parse it out. And then his mom dies, or then right. his dog dies, or whatever, or the, he has a, an emotional moment and he is vulnerable for that brief second. That is very sexy for women because that is the only time that that guy whose whose character is predominantly defined by being not as emotional shows some emotion and she's the only one that can bring it out and she's the only one that is there when he's having that. Yes, absolutely. Vulnerability can. But that's the problem. Every guy goes, oh, well, if that's sexy, then I'm just going to be as vulnerable as I possibly can. Yeah, well, and then more women will like me because of that. That's also then not authentic, though. Yeah. Right. So I think you have to be authentic. You authentic have to be who you are. And it's not only about sexy, though. Men I want think- to out vulnerable other men. 
They want right. to go, well, but if that's sexy, then right. I'm going to be the goddamn vulnerable man mind, I can possibly be. It's not be. just about sexy. I think sexy is a word that's really hot when you're first dating someone. But when you're talking about a life partner also, mm-hmm. what you really want, I don't care. You're a man. You're a woman. You want a human being. And I know you asked me what that was before, but you want someone who you can go through the ups and downs of life with. And part of that is really experiencing things. Like, I don't think women want someone who's just, you know, not emotional at all, and then occasionally something happens. You don't want to happens. marry Mr. No, Spock. I you don't. Want that. You don't. Yeah. So I think that that was the nuance. By the way, that's impossible. I'm trying to find the nuance in these, and I'm just trying not to be emotional at some point. Like right. Guys, so. Well, there are some men that are very guarded about that for many reasons, mm-hmm. um, and and consistently guarded about that, and it becomes then a challenge of like, how do I get that person to open up? And that may be intriguing at first. That will be exhausting very quickly mm-hmm. because ultimately, I think what most women want is someone who is going to. Sh- if you're going to share a life with me, then you got to share. Yeah, well, share I with mean, me when you're open in up in you the long term yes but right I, and again I'm just there's a like, difference between a guy can, who cries at titanic but, but so and someone can, who shares a story so about their can, past that that's, has and the reason why i say that vulnerability is not sexy to women is when it is overly done overly like, done okay you, again there's a you qualifier wear your there on your sleeve and right. just this okay little wallflower that's what i'm that's what i'm trying to make there are qualifiers here though and someone will read by order of degree but but listen what i'm trying to tell you and i hope you can hear what i'm saying is that someone you say you're not giving it advice, right? That's not your goal. People are taking this as advice and someone will walk away from this and make a decision to not be vulnerable mm-hmm. ever or to not allow themselves to be a human being who goes through something and, maybe and shares they that experience that. with someone. So let me, maybe let me ex- they I'll, need that, but maybe okay. they don't. I am not in the business of making men better men. I'm in the business of giving men the tools they need to make themselves better men. I don't okay. want a cult. I'm, I'm not just saying a qualifier wouldn't I'm not, hurt. I don't, I'm, not an, I'm not an influencer in the sense that I'm like, yeah. I'm not, my, my goal is not to have you become a Tomasi guy or be in my cult or be, in my, uh, be a believer of my, my well, that's philosophy. Good to hear. What my, my goal is to put out and give guys tools. I got you. So that they can okay. use those tools to build a better life. Maybe those guys need that tool because they're like, I've Maybe. been vulnerable. I've been a pussy for, for most of my life. And so now, I mean, if you want to talk about, oh, we're all different. Maybe there's the guy out there who needs to hear this because maybe. he says, I've been leading with vulnerability all this time and I don't get a second date because I, I vomit out my story on the, on the first date. And maybe a Therefore, qualifier in that would help him to have longevity in that relationship for that woman who wants a real life human. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm just think, just think about what I'm saying. You don't have to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Just think about what I'm saying. Okay. I want to get to a clip. Now, I... Did notice that this past week you did speak about me a bit. Uh, actually, been two weeks, I think. Oh, okay, I saw a couple of clips. I saw <laughs> you, that you, you had see seen. The first one, I you, guess. Well, you had seen my. Um, I know that you had seen my conversation with Adam, and I yeah. had seen a, a pretty lengthy um, video on that, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. You said some nice things. You said some I not did. so nice things. I was. I was constructively criticizing. He said some nice things. He said some not so nice things. Camera's not on me right now, so I can't look at the audience just tell them. But you also did um, some stuff on um, that I saw. There may be more, but with respect to self-defense when I was mm-hmm. talking about yes. Andrew Tate, which I think largely we were agreeing in that clip. We were just kind of, our agreement talking was a little back bit past different, but other. I think yeah. we were ultimately mm-hmm. agreeing in that clip. I typically won't, don't bring up stuff. Like, I'm not going to bring up petty stuff. Like, you called me some names, I'm just going to say. But regardless, what I, I do want to bring up a point, a part of this particular clip that I think is really important, where I do think you get some stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily, it, it is directed at me, mm-hmm. but I think this speaks to a larger issue, and some of it even wades into politics. So I want to talk about this sure. one. Um, Natalia, do you have this clip? We're going to go 7 to 719. This is Rolo from his show, um, his YouTube show. This was, I think, this past week. Sunday? Yeah. Yes. Let's take a listen. Can we make sure he can hear it too, Jorge, in the room? 
Okay. But, um, I just want to make sure you, you can paraphrase it. No, no, I think I it's important pay. for just you. Just in know. a different way. Jedi Bila, she's right, definitely right wing, but she certainly doesn't sound so right here because she still has that empowerment thing. She still wants that. She still wants to run for office, you know, like most women. Maybe do, right? She wants to. Maybe you will. She wants to be respected for the things that make a man respectable. Okay, let's stop that. Mm -hmm. So that really, that interested me. Um, not the silly little stuff, you know. I think one's what you probably resentful at one point. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that now that you get to know me, maybe mm -hmm. sometimes when we get to know somebody, we, we see things a little bit differently. I'm echoing just so you guys know. I like an echo because I feel mm -hmm. like I'm in a dance club, but I have to let Jorge I usually know. have headphones on. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. So what's interesting to me about that is, first of all, I don't want to run for office. Um, that's not an interest of mine. That. People should be so lucky because I think my policies would really help people, to be perfectly honest with mm -hmm. you, in terms of letting you keep more of your hard-earned cash and whatnot. But that's not a passion of mine. But I did sit and watch that. And as someone, a woman who does come from the right, what I felt the need to share is that there are self-empowerment and being on the right are not contradictory actually in, in the female community we are very right-wing women are very self-empowered and there's a reason for that because you because belong to we're, the sisterhood no, no well no that's not why i'll tell you why it is because we are day in and day out fighting for freedom fighting for liberty fighting for you know your ability to build the life you want for yourself fighting for family mm -hmm. fighting for marriage fighting for these institutions um like i said rallying against a modern feminist movement that has been robbing men and women of things that are really good for society at large. And we have an interest in, you know, procreation. Like if we don't procreate, you know, the society's not going to continue at large. So we're interested in fixing these problems. We have an interest in doing this all better. And we have an interest in children and we have an interest in all of that. So they're not contradictory. So the idea that I would be when you say I'm on the right, mm -hmm. but I have this empowerment thing, that's part of being a woman on the right. You look at, you know, politicians, political figures that are would female. You say, would you say empowerment is also a part of being a woman on the left? Uh, no, actually, because I don't think it's. In, okay, so I don't. What think you're, what you're making you're, you're drawing is, ideological lines here. So I, don't, I, don't I would know. argue that I would argue that it's probably more so on the left that that women believe that they are empowered and they do they express it in a different. Oh, you're way. saying I'm sorry. You're saying that not that the values we in terms of the policies we fight for are empowered. What I'm saying is there's saying not the ideology I, oh, doesn't sure. make any difference, but the, sure, the, the, but the you, underlying thing sure, is like I'm fighting for sure, progressive things or I'm fighting hundred percent. But you didn't pick on women on the left. You said. You no, I, claim, but I have, I have right. But in times, this, you made a yeah. claim that mm -hmm. sounded to me like what you were saying was that it's it's contradictory mm -hmm. to be on the right and also have this empowerment thing going on. And I'm just telling you, no, it's not. No, no, no. I, okay, so the contradictory part is not. See, I'm separating those things actually, guys. I've done several shows on this. Is that I've said in the past that that when it comes to female empowerment, when it comes to what's called gynocentrism, when it's uh, feminism, whatever yeah. it is, it doesn't matter whether that woman is on the left or she's on the right, if because the sisterhood, the empower, the female empowerment narrative stands apart from both of those. So here's 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 my point. You could take someone like, uh, I'm trying to think, like maybe yourself or Gretchen Carlson or somebody who's like a, a, a high, you know, in in the up and up for like conservative talk. She's not conservative, okay. but. Okay, it's, it's, okay. so but yeah, imagine, imagine the Palin, most. whoever. You okay, know. imagine the most conservative talk show, female talk show pundit that you can imagine mm -hmm. and then try to, and then you put her on the same show with like Rachel Maddow. Okay? Right. You put them on together, they're going to fight like cats and dogs right. on there because it's like politics, this, progressive, this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you put them on the same show with Rolo Tomasi, 
they will lock arms and they will, oh, and I, I start just, talking, I start talking about feminism or I talk about like what I no. do. They will find common ground to fight the, to fight back no, against not, the patriarchy. You, you have a misunderstanding of the way women on the right work. That would never, I can tell you that if you're dealing with a real strong conservative, that would never happen. I would sit on that panel and I would absolutely 100% take what you said about modern feminism and I would 100% agree with it. What if I told you that men and women are not equal? And that the uh, that egalitarianism is horseshit. Well, equal in what sense? I would say. Well, if I had that conversation well, no. with you, and I had that with Rachel. Well, no, Maddow, if you're talking you about no, and, I, that that's close ranks. That's, not, mm -hmm. that's not true. That's not true because I would ask. I would say, well, what do you mean? If my husband on physical strength? No, we're not. Mm -hmm. I think there are there are different areas of life. I, it's interesting. I had a conversation with my husband last night, and I said to him. We were talking about physical fitness. And when I met my husband, he was actually in a fitness competition. He's not doing that now, but he's someone who does take that seriously. And the last few weeks, he's been a little lazy about that. We, Jeremy, you know, sorry to say, we know. And I said to him, you know, I said, I work harder than you do in this, but I'm never going to be as physically strong as you. And I know that there's just no way. And I said to him, what is something that you think that I do or that I have naturally that you'll never be able to do as well? And he said, I don't think I'll ever be able to be as nurturing as you are. And that was a, a great moment. Um, I think that's probably true. I think being nurturing is something that women do much more naturally mm -hmm. than men. So I am on board with the, there are differences between men and women. Mm -hmm. We're not the same. I think that word equal is incredibly misleading. Well, I fight for equality of opportunity, um, but I don't fight for equality of outcomes. And who I'm makes, not here to makes, say we're equal on everything. Who makes the decisions in your house? Him or you? Who's the, head, on the, who's the head of the house? Depends who's on the, the head topic. of household? No, 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 it doesn't work like that in my house. Depends on the topic. We are a real mm. partnership in my house. Rachel Maddow would agree with you. That we're a partnership? That, that, that's the way it ought to be. Well, that's great, but that is a reality. But if I, if I come in, in here and house. I say, and if I go, come in here and I say, and you, we just said, you know, high value men, you got to be, uh, you got to be on top of your game. You got to be dominant. You got to yeah. have good, you've got to have good decision-making uh, capacity. All, he has all of that. Like that. Yeah. Right. That right. doesn't mean that you do you make the rules do you of the def house. Do you defer? Okay. See what you're doing. That, that, that's that's the that's the that's the, la house. that's the language of emotion. No, right but there. what? No, but it's true. That's what you said. I'm using your words. Make the rules in the house, right? Well, so well, okay. put your so, foot down. So let me the... let me tell you this. Would you quit this show if he said, "Hey, I've got a great job. It's in New York. I'm gonna make a ton of money, and uh, we're going tomorrow." First of all, he would never say that to me. What he would say is, "Hey, this opportunity came up. I'm really excited about it. I would love to do it. It's not here. What do you think?" Mm -hmm. And we would talk about and it. We'll, and what would happen? Would he I have think, that? You know, honestly, I, I'd have to, I think what I would probably try to do is make what's really important to him happen for him and see if I can make what's really important to me happen as well. So maybe I'd pick the show up and I move to New York and I do it out of there and I don't have this mm. beautiful fancy set, but I help make his dreams become a reality the way he's helped make my dreams I, become I, a I'm, reality. I'm kind of, I, I hate it when we use the term submission, sub, like being submissive, but I do think we should start using a term deferential, okay? So mm -hmm. who is the one who decides no, where the family goes now maybe that's a bad example because you guys are in in different you know a different realm than most people but who makes the decisions in the house who makes a decision where the kids are going to go to school who makes a decision we do it together. major purchases who makes it we do it together okay. but let me say there are, are things that i defer you are, you are a huge outlier in that case, there are things that, that i defer on that i'm very comfortable deferring on because he knows better than i do and i know mm -hmm. that see i think the goal should be in a relationship I heard you talk about how, you know, men bring stuff to the table that like men and women complement each other because mm -hmm. what I'm strong in, you're weak in, what you're, mm -hmm. I, I do mm -hmm. agree with that in large part, but I think it's also unique to every situation. And the way that I believe that it should go at, play out 
is that you have to have a partner and you, you, you know there's stuff that he's just better at. There's stuff he's smarter at. Jeremy is much more analytical than I am. Jeremy runs the financial component. I'm very open. You see how transparent I am with my life. He runs the financial component of my business. He deals with the graphics. He deals with the tech. I'm not good at any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I know when to step back and say, this is your skill set. You rock. You're awesome. Go for it. I'm not going to be able to compete with you in these areas, and I don't want to. I'm very lucky to have you be part of my team my marriage Mm -hmm. and there are things that i do better that he'll say babe i don't know man this is your zone take it away Mm -hmm. i know you're Mm -hmm. gonna rock Mm -hmm. so that's the balance that's how it works i think in a successful marriage i think that's what most people want who makes the majority of the decisions uh between well i mean you've only been married for like four years four years okay but so let's say who's going to make the decisions where your son goes to school we will together okay Who's going to make the decisions for major purchases? Like where are you going to go on vacation? Where are you going to go? Uh, what what uh, kind of car are you going to buy? What kind of house are you going to get? What kind of uh, maybe apartment here? <laughs> we will together, but I think he's much more adept at those decisions. So mm-hmm. I sit that back a little bit and I say, well, what do you think? I, I, I'm very comfortable. And I think this is, this is a concept that's worth talking about too, because I think the perception of somebody like me is I've had these high powered jobs and I, mm-hmm. you know, there is an assumption that I'm this alpha, that I run my house and I go home. And it's just not true because what you see in a lot of these career women is, yes, they, they're passionate about these careers. They love them and they're a badass at work and they walk into these boardrooms because you have to be. But when they come home, many of them are very comfortable sitting back and letting a guy do what he does best in a home and say, and deferring on some of that stuff that, that they know is not naturally where their strong suit lies. I do 100% believe that. I don't think it's so black and white. I think there's a lot of gray I can, on that. Uh, I can show you stats that will like, show that you're very much, an, if this is the case, is very, you're very much the outlier because mm-hmm. women make the majority of the decisions when it comes to family. Like, so, so I was asking you those questions. Uh, statistically speaking, women are the primary consumers in the United States. That's number one. When okay? you say um, the family decisions, I'm just, do you mean about where kids go family to school? Family vacation, like where that? the kids oh, going to no, go to school, I don't. where the, where the uh, what what the next major purchase is going to be is no. it a, is it a uh, in fact the only thing that men make more purchases than their wives do is computers and tech um, so when we look at cars when you sense. look at vacations when you look at where they're going to live as far as family situations and, and career mm-hmm. is concerned um, it, it is overwhelmingly the U.S. in the United States, well, Western cultures in general, women are the ones that are the head of yeah. the household. They're making so the guys out there making money, but he doesn't have any real authority in well, that, that shouldn't be in the case. family. That shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. I mean that that that's what I'm arguing for. I guess is I want to get back to a place where. But every one of those women will say exactly what you say. We make these decisions together, but statistically, you do not. Yeah. Well, so it's it's what are our words and what the medium is. The well, message. I'm telling you mm-hmm. what my. We I, can track the purchasing. We can track. Yeah. We have we have all the data in the world of on course. all that all those purchases. And that's that's bad. That's not a, that's not. A, I mean, if you're saying you want a partnership and then that's how you're living your life, you're not in a partnership. Well, you're that's in a why I said whenever, whenever does a well, what I say is this: is whenever somebody says. I'm in an equal partnership. They don't yeah. even call it a marriage anymore. I wouldn't say it's an called equal. An equal I, don't, I don't like that word. They don't even refer to themselves as wives and husbands. My partner. Oh, even no. if they're in a heterosexual marriage, right? He's yeah. my husband. And <laughs> again, I think that's really interesting. And I have these conversations at home a lot of the times. And I think, you know, what's interesting to me are the people that don't fit. Because I think there, there are more of them. And you can, you know, bring up statistics and whatnot. And I think statistics... 
I was looking at studies and I I come from politics where polling Mm -hmm. is always talked about. And my big issue with polling is like, how did you ask the question? How was it worded? How did it, what is that per rest of that People ask me about like, how how do you, how do you decide what's a valid poll? It's very, it's very challenging. Yeah, it's No, it's very, very challenging. That's why I go with research studies. That's why I go with something that's concrete data, like sales is easy to track. Yeah. Um, When, uh, when we talk about like, uh, whenever I'm talking about pornography, Mm -hmm. for example, it's like, you can get data that we've never had in the history of Mm -hmm. humanity now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on people's sex lives, on people's purchasing, right. on people's uh, yes. interaction with one. I just quoted the you know the number one way men and women have been uh, connecting with each other mm-hmm. for the last like really fifteen years ish. Yeah. I'll um, give you an is, example. Is that. I'll give you an example that when we were deciding, um, and then I want to replay this clip, Natalia. Just be the clip we just played. I just want to get the tail, and I want to refresh the audience because I have a second part. Mm-hmm. When we were deciding which opportunity to take, um, I had left network TV. There had been talks about going back into network TV. The vaccine mandates hit. I didn't get the vaccine. I wasn't getting the vaccine. So I wasn't going to enter that world. Um, and I wasn't going to cave on that because that was a matter of principle. Me neither. And I can be proud to say that now. Yeah. I want, I like need a t-shirt that says unvaxxed. Mm. I don't know how, I don't know you where. You should get a, well, Aubrey Huff's has a t-shirt that says pure blood. Yeah. I mean, I just wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't for me. It was, uh-huh. I, it, well, I wasn't going to do it. Um, and I'm glad to this day that I, that I didn't do it um, for many reasons. Um, but we were talking about which opportunity to take. And I had four or five uh, places similar to Valuetainment that mm-hmm. had come to me, we were in the midst of conversations. And mm-hmm. what really tipped me over the edge to coming here was my husband. Mm-hmm. He felt very strongly about this decision. Um, he vocalized it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the fence between two places for a long time. My mom had a very different opinion because, you know, everybody kind of has their own vibe and what, you know, oh, that energy feels right or whatnot. And he was the, I said, you know what, I trust you. I really trust you on this. I think you have a better business sense than I do on this stuff. Um, I'm going to defer and I'm going to step back. And even though this is a decision about my job, mm-hmm. I know that you have my best interests in heart and I, you, I know you have the family's best interests in heart. And I, I really have that type of relationship where I sat back and I said, okay, let's, I'm going to do this the way I, your plan is the one that I'm going to take. Mm-hmm. So when I tell you it happens in my life, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't make me any less able to sit here with the likes of you or to sit on The View with Hillary Clinton and go toe to toe. I'm still consider myself a powerhouse in that realm. Mm-hmm. But when I sit back, when I get into my bedroom, I expect my man to take the lead. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say to you is that we exist. Um, and there's a lot more women that I think are right now this is a moment where I think you do see a rise in men who are reclaiming their masculinity. Thank you. You know, where have all the cowboys gone, I always say. Thank you. I think that's a fantastic thing. In that journey, what I'm asking and I'm hoping from men is don't forget that women need and want respect. And if you forget mm-hmm. that, you're going to lose mm-hmm. all of the women who've been fighting for men all this time. You're going to lose all those people. Okay. So you, we're going to get to that. No, no, no. Please okay, save go it. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Please I'll, save it because we, we have a great we'll conversation. Come, we'll come back Please to, we'll come back to respect. Please. Uh-huh. We, no, because there's a section on that that's okay. very important. Can you just replay the, um, I want to replay the clip of Rolo just one more time. I just want to hit on one more thing that I think will be controversial. See what I said, we, we go for, like, we'll start on things and we'll just keep going and going and going because one leads into another. This is a fantastic like, you don't, conversation. You don't, you don't get a, it's not like, you know, hit it. No, it's a, this is what needs to happen. This is mm-hmm. what needs to happen. We don't see eye to eye on everything, mm-hmm. but you notice we're not throwing anything and we're not insulting each other. Mm-hmm. And if it's if this isn't happening, we're done mm-hmm. as a society. We're done. I 100% agree. I, I think that the, and I've said this before, is that the only way to test the strength of an idea is in the crucible of open debate. 100%. And when you kill that off, you kill off the, uh, you, you can't, what was it, uh, 
I think it was Jordan Peterson who said, uh, you can't think correctly unless you are willing to offend the other person. That doesn't right. mean I, we're not going to walk out of here and be friends. It's just saying I'm going to offend you or I'm going to try yeah. to find ways to offend you because without doing like mm-hmm. comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. That's what I used to love about comedy is that you'd go to a comedy show and it used to make you uncomfortable, right? I, I used to say good comedy should make you uncomfortable. It should make you think. It should, not anymore. Now everything's got to be, you know, woke. and oh, you Do they still do comedy anymore? Do they still do comedy anymore? That's why nothing's funny. Nothing's <laughs> yeah. funny. I mean, unless you're willing to just say, if I get canceled, I get canceled. Let's play that again, Natalia. I just want to hit on um, a final point sure. there. And then I do need... Uh, I, 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 I wanted you to play this because I actually had another thing. To I want to get about. to next uh, a Fresh and Fit clip that yeah. I think is really important on... The oh, episode. I know where that one... You don't even have to put the audio on for that one. I think it's I probably know. Uh, no, oh, I know, me. I know. I know what it's going to be about. Okay. Let's, uh, let's replay that again just because I want to address what uh, one other component of what Rolo said in this clip. Okay. He's part of the problem as well. Uh, just in a different way. Jedediah Bila, she's right, definitely right wing, but she certainly doesn't sound so right here because she still has that empowerment thing. She still wants that. She still wants to run for office, you know, like most women do, right? She wants to, she wants to be respected for the things that make a man respectable. Okay, two quick things. What if I did want to run for office? Would that be so bad? Yes, actually it would. What would be so? So no women should run for office. Um, not for a while. Anyways, I don't think women should run. Well, I'm 43. I don't think they should. I don't think that they should hold political office right now. And I'll tell you why, because we have an over supply of women in politics right now. Okay. There are far more women that are running that that want to be the next mayor, want to be the next, Mm -hmm. next governor. What's what's bad about that? that. Okay. Well, here we, we can go, we can go with the equality thing. If you want, we can start with that, which is why, why is that the case? Why is it that this kind of goes back to why guys are sort of abdicating their responsibilities and their, 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 uh, their authority and stuff like that. Like, well, uh, I'm not going to go get into politics because I don't have tits. Right. I I'm not going to go because more like people are going to say, oh, she's a woman. We need to have more women in politics like the, the the global consciousness right now or the idea, the narrative is that we need more women in politics. You're talking about diversity. Uh, well, not so, much diver- not so much di- like diversity, not so much diversity, but we, diverse- the way that women organize society is far different than the way that men organize society. And I'll explain that why that is during Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, right? Like 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the reason why she died at 89 on the bench is because, and these are her words, I wanted to be uh, replaced by the first female president. It wasn't who's the best president, the female president. I want to be replaced. I'm, I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I want to be replaced by Hillary Clinton. Everybody was so cocksure that Hillary was going to win, right? She lost. <laughs> I wasn't, but many she were. Lost, she lost. And, um, and now Ruth Bader Ginsburg goes, well, I got to hold out for another four years. And she couldn't do it. And those are her, her deathbed confession was, I need to, to hold out. If you look at someone like uh, Nancy Pelosi, for example, Nancy Pelosi is 82 years old. Mm-hmm. She has been serving in the Congress since 1989. Mm-hmm. Okay, first we need term limits. <laughs> second I'm of all, I'm on board with the, the second of the all, term she limit. has she has wielded more political influence and power than the six presidents she so has have, served under. So have many men that are in. Yes, I, I, I understand that, but who has? I mean, the, term limits is not about is not about gender. Can you name any of those guys? Mitch McConnell. How long has he been in there? Forever. Okay, Mitch forever is, is definitely one. Okay. Um, I mean, Harry Reid was around the, forever. The people that we put our focus on in politics right now, and, I, mm-hmm. and this is American politics, I know this is international, 
But the people that we focus on right now, AOC, she hasn't been there for like, what, more than a year, right? How, how long has she even been in there? If you look at the, the freshman class of women who wore all white to the very first State of the Union address mm -hmm. when, when, uh, when Trump was doing it, we focus primarily on female politicians. When we have, when we, when abortion comes up. Oh, I don't up, when think about Beto O'Rourke, think about Pete Buttigieg. We do, think about, we do, I mean, but all of who's these talking people. About, are, who's talking, who gets more press? Buttigieg or, or AOC? Well, AOC is different, and I think AOC gets a lot of press because, mm -hmm. you know, frankly, I hate to say it, but the dumb hurts. I mean, she, a lot of what she says is just so utterly ridiculous that right. I think she has people rallying beside her who buy the dumb, the mm -hmm. dumb nugget, they chew it up, they swallow I, it, and then you have people who I just acknowledge recently, that. I recently put this out there. Her policies are dangerous, I so that's this, why she I gets put this so out there. Whenever I look at, like, say, Jacinda, who's the, the prime minister of, like, uh, new, I forget her last name, Jacinda something or other from uh, New Zealand, who's, like, talking about, like, if you don't hear it from the government, then it's not true, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, does she... Are you hearing the words coming out of your own mouth? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, totalitarian governments have, you have said exactly what the words are that are coming but out of But I want to stick to the male female. I mean, you're no, talking I, about I a guy who's been I, around forever. I mean, How about Joe Biden? I mean, Joe, the guy's okay. president yes. right now. He's been there forever. Yeah. He's done yeah. virtually nothing of Can work. you name Truth a male cabinet member of Joe Biden's right now? Can okay. you name a male press secretary of Joe Biden's? Can you name a male anyone right. of Joe Biden's? Okay, so right now? so the way you're coming at this, let, yeah. let me let me tell you where I agree mm -hmm. with with your angle, with the respect that women should not get these jobs because they are yeah. no 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 that's not but that's not that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is women should not get these jobs or any job, whether mm -hmm. we're talking about a CEO, we happen to be talking about politics right now. You should not look to fill a cabinet with women because they are women. women. Mm -hmm. Okay? Gender should not be it's not like, oh I'm a woman, I get, you know, X, Y, and Z and that guy doesn't get a shot because he's a guy. What we should be filling these positions with are the people who are best at best them, qualified. who have the best qualifications, who are going to do the best job. The country's in too much trouble. So that that's sort of like um, identity politics. That doesn't interest mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm with you on that component of it. What I'm not with you on is your statement that women shouldn't run for office. And the reason why I think a lot of women run for office is because you got a lot of moms out there. Let me talk about the right, okay? Because mm -hmm. that's what I know, and those are the people I know. I know the Sarah Palins. I've interviewed her. I know her. By the way, I, that would be an interesting conversation, too, because Sarah Palin is somebody who is a family woman. She ran as a soccer mom. Nothing is more important to her, I can tell you, as someone who knows her than her children. Nothing is more important to her. And she is someone who was a mayor, was a governor, has aspirations now you know, in the uh, House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. So what's wrong with that? Why? Why would you want to tell a woman like that, no? Why? Because women and men organize societies differently. Okay. So let me, let's go, I got to rewind the tape a little bit for you here. So when we're talking about men, mm -hmm. when men organize societies, they organize it by hierarchy. So when you have like the CEO, the CFO, and it's like, it's the, the top or the, the military is a good example. Like you got that, the, the Colonel, you got the, the general, you got the Sergeant on all, all on down to the chain of command all the way down to the private, right? That's how men organize society. It's hierarchical. You did a better job than so-and-so. So you get more money or you're higher up on the team than, than uh, the businesses are run this way. Um, you want to talk about like patriarchy. If you want to talk about like, uh, honestly, I, I don't have a problem with patriarchy what, whatsoever. But the, the, what I'm saying is that, like, when men organize societies, it's hierarchical. So there's the, there's the president and there's all the guys who are down below him, okay? Mm -hmm. When women organize society, they organize it in communities. It's communitarian. So it's, it's more, much more about the collective. And I'll tell you why, how I come to this conclusion, okay? So from a, 
an evolutionary standpoint. Can you give me just one second, Natalia, can you do me a favor? Can you give me the breakdown by gender if you can find it in the Senate House of Representatives? How many men do we have? How many women do we have right now if you find that? Sure. When we organize societies by female standards, it looks like socialism. It lo- you want to know why, why AOC and the rest of these, these women who are in the House right now are talking? Like We're having serious conversations about, quote-unquote, democratic socialism. Why is that such a big deal? Why does that seem like a good you idea? You have women, though, rallying like myself mm-hmm. and like the you know like Michelle yourself. Bachmans, like the Sarah Palins of the world, like the Nikki Haley's of the world, like the Marsha Blackburns of the world who are in positions of power. And by power, I mean you either have an office that you hold or you have a big microphone and are privileged enough to have that who are rallying against who that. That's in, not because you got US, socialists. Look at Bernie Sanders. Because, exactly. Bernie Sanders is. But, but that's when not you, about gender. Let me explain it. Yes, it is about gender. I'll tell you why. Because when we were in hunter-gatherer societies, okay, mm-hmm. you had men who would go out and do the hunting. They were the ones who say, well, you're going to go, we're going to go get together, we're going to go hunt the caribou and bring it back. Women were the berry pickers. They were the mm-hmm. gatherers, okay? Why? Because they're the, they're the vulnerable sex. They have to give birth to the children. They have to rely on community more than men do. Men have to still rely on teamwork, right? Mm-hmm. But they're also, you're the leader, you're the sub-leader, you're the next, you're the chief on down the chain of command. For women, it's, okay, we all have babies together and we all got to uh, pool ourselves together because there's strength in numbers okay so we've got to raise the next generation and we've got to care for that next generation you want to know why women are more nurturing or have that more like uh, was it a, a mother mothering instinct their biological clock a maternal instinct mm-hmm. the reason for that is because you're wired for that you're mm-hmm. wired to be the the nurturers there women are the vulnerable sex men are the disposable sex okay so men can go out there they get killed we, we ennoble that by saying he had a noble death for women we want to protect women no matter what and we'll probably talk about that when we get to violence and all that you know self-defense side of things but women organize society collectively it looks more like a circle for men it looks like a hierarchy and for central well, since you know right up until right around the sexual revolution we have organized societies businesses military you name that you name it in a quote-unquote patriarchal uh, you know social organization Mm -hmm. so when you get into u.s politics and you say well sarah palin is the the mayor of whatever yeah she's in the mayor because the mayor was established from a male form of organizing society so she's the mayor she's participating in a male patriot well i guess for lack of a better term a hierarchical um, way of organizing the society, but you give women the power to become, uh, to give them political power, you give mm-hmm. them economic power, it looks more like socialism. It looks more, I shouldn't say that, it looks like communitarianism, okay? so Communitarianism and socialism are very different things. Well, and I understand that, but one is derivative of the other, and I'll explain to you why. So when men are, and they've done research on this, I, I wish I had the stuff, the studies for you, but um, they've done research where they will give resources like money or whatever to a group of men and a group of women. And mm-hmm. they say, okay, it's up to you to distribute these resources amongst yourself for doing whatever project it is, right? Mm-hmm. So when men are distributed resources, mm-hmm. they go, okay, uh, uh, Mike, you did a great job. You're the be- you're the team lead. Here's 10 bucks, right? And Jim, you did a pretty good job, not as good as Mike, so we're going to give you five bucks. And the next guy, oh, you mm-hmm. did okay. Well, you, you, know, you have some talent. Here's your three. And everybody else gets you know, money as as merited, and this goes back to respectability, by the way, as merited on that hierarchy. So the guy who does the best job, who's the most yeah. competent, who's the leader, the guy who's like you know, directing the team, he gets more money. 
for women, when they are, direct, when they are given those, those resources, it's one for you and one for you and one for you. And oh, uh, Jill, you're pregnant, so two for you. And then one for you and one. And it's much more evenly distributed. And I can show you study after study and research after research that says uh, women are, tend to be much more, well, first of all, politically on the left. And then second of all, mm -hmm. they tend to be much more um, egalitarian and they tend to be much more equalitarian regardless of, of what the actual performance is. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at how men organize societies, it's always hierarchical. For women, it tends to be more communitarian, which of course you can get, if you ever look at the history of like say Marxism or communism mm -hmm. or whatever, you, it's no coincidence that uh, Marxism, which came out right around like 1844, somewhere around there, coincided at the ten, at the uh, with the um, the uh, Seneca Falls Convention, which is where feminism and suffragette movement started, and there was a there was a meeting of the minds. There was a dovetailing between those two at that time, because it appealed to the idea that one for you, one for you, and one for you. And one yeah, for you. I mean, I don't. I having worked with like governors and you know, mayors, and that's just not, and I, I think there may be a very big difference between left and right on this, because I think your inclination toward a socialist ideology does dictate much of how your leadership style is, like what that looks like, and what your more comprehensive vision is of all of those things. But I have not, I mean, you got conservative, you have pro free market conservatives, people who are female, they happen to be female, they don't want it, they don't want their accomplishment to be I'm female. They want, mm -hmm. forget, push that aside. That's not important in their conversation. Then why is the first thing out of their mouths, I'm the first female who did this? Why is that a point of pride if that's the case? Why is it that- Well, when, I don't think it always is. I mean, well, you hear, you hear. I think oftentimes that will be an introduction mm -hmm. that will be given by, like for example, I think John McCain introduced Sarah Palin that way many times, but mm -hmm. they will very publicly say, uh, very publicly about themselves and about other women. I don't want to be given this honor because I'm a female. I want to be given this honor because, for example, I'll use her as an example. She did a fantastic job as the governor of Alaska. I mean, she left that state in a much better position than it was prior. Um, and I think oftentimes, you know, looking at this through the lens that you're looking at it, it seems to me that you would be calling for a society. And let me just get these numbers. Natalia, you have the numbers? Did you get them by any chance? Yeah. Yes. So total, there's 435. And of that, uh, women, it's 101. Okay. So there's so 101. A third. A little over a quarter. The, the country's a mess. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if that, if, if men as you're saying, are inclined to have this organizational structure that's far superior and they're, you know, they should be elected to office and whatnot. First of all, you see women are in the minority when it comes to that gender-wise. Why, why isn't everything looking, working so great, you're though, You're looking at, I'm not saying it is, I'm saying men are, are like, right. in that, and in that's that what situation. Right, and that's what I'm but, saying to you, is that mm -hmm. I don't think that br who can break or who can mend the situation has to do with their gender. Well, I'm not you, willing to say, well, it's mostly men in can, there, and okay, that's why everything's you're also a hot mess. Okay, so you're looking, at one data, you're looking at one data point as well. How many, like, we could go state by state, and we can say how many women are in, like, the assembly for the state right. of Nevada, or how how many women are in the state local of politics because all politics are local right we can we can talk about you know and again as i was saying before we need term limits as it is anyways especially when you got across the board like nancy pelosi in there but my my point is this is that the reason why the, the when, when you look at the policies that women initiate they tend to be much more communitarian it tends to be much more like how are we going to get pregnancy leave how and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but look at what the priorities are of of uh 
female politicians versus what are the priorities of male politicians? Oh, I don't think you can say that at all, to be 100% honest with you as someone if you who look, follows politics. I think that, I think that there are look a at whole the, bunch of men who mostly are on the left, but honestly, some so-called so, so conservatives who aren't very conservative at all that that don't look at things that look at things very much the way you're describing you see mm -hmm. negatively that that women in general look at things and there are a whole lot of conservative women that don't look at things like that at all mm -hmm. look at their platforms i would argue that look at their platforms look, look at the priorities women, look at who's running a social why, justice why you, campaign and who's talking about jobs and the economy i mean when, okay yeah exactly who's uh, pri yeah pr primarily but what i'm saying is that when women get into those positions of power they tend to focus on things that affect the condition of women they tend to, it's not about statecraft it's not about military oh, it's not just about not foreign true. policy yeah so that's just about, not true is about is about the community that's it's not true. always it's domestic policies that are domestic. well a lot of a lot of it is domestic policy because that's the focus because if your mm -hmm. home base is is sinking mm -hmm. you're not going to be talking about foreign policy you know, people you know can't afford to get gas the, at the gas okay. tank if you go and you look at the ecb if you look at uh, european central bank if you look at the world bank mm -hmm. if you look at the imf all of those organizations are run by women right now mm -hmm. okay I've, I've i mentioned this on i think i did a george gammon's show when we were talking about this uh if you look at the purse strings of pretty much every major country uh, that uh, as far as western countries are concerned all those purse strings with the exception of the united states and by the way there's still janet yellen who was a treasury secretary so she's not director of the fed but she's still a this treasury is not secretary. a com this is not okay. about gender no but we've put this is them, about competence but we put them into the yes exactly this is, is about competence and yeah, you know what exactly I would it say is. to so you? So we're looking at no, no. an economy right now where women are the ones that are pr promoting the idea of printing more money. What I would say, there's not just women saying that, there's men saying that. I can, oh, I can show Tons of them. I can show you, I can show you an inter, oh, God, I wish I had it. I, I can show you an and interview where, where it was, uh, I, I want to say it was. No, the, that's the just not a generalization you can make. Was it, they, it's just not. You I can not, make you, it. No. I, they say it themselves. No, they admit it in the, in the interviews. There are women and men on both sides of the aisle that shouldn't have their jobs because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, women well, and incompetence men is one thing, but women are going to rule or organize societies differently than men will. I think that that's probably true in some respect because we're wired differently, but I also think that women who are drawn toward politics and that's what they want to do mm -hmm. may have a strong point in politics. They're not these a lot of the women who run for office like I said they're moms. They're people who they're people who get involved in com in community organizations why, and community why, politics. Why does making that? Why does them being a mom? Qualify I'll tell you why. For that well, I'll tell you why. I'd much rather have a mom run for office than some political hack that's been sitting in D.C. for the last thirty years and done absolutely nothing. And their own mo only motivation is to get you know a check from a lobbyist. Okay, I take would that guy. Have, take that guy out of the equation. No, no, would no, you no. rather have a I mom would, or would you have a have, rather have a man who no. is a father? Who what is who have, is just as qualified? What I would rather have are empowered people, men and women in their communities who care about their children, who care about this country, who don't want to send their kids to schools with woke ideology, mm -hmm. who want to make sure you keep more of your hard-earned cash, who have a problem that the military is now hearing woke, you know, bullshit instead of learning how to be trained to fight. They're sitting and listening to videos on gender pronouns. Mm -hmm. I believe that common sense and I believe the commitment to the free market and I believe commitment to the values that built this country. Country 
are not divided based on gender lines. They're divided based on people who care about freedom and fighting for the country and people who don't. And I have full confidence in a dad, a soccer dad and a soccer mom to build their way up from their community politics and political programs all the way up to running for president of the United States and feel much more comfortable with either one of those people than I will with any career politician. For me, this is not about gender, but I am very worried about a society that would say in the same way that I'm concerned about modern day feminists handicapping men and saying men what's going on in schools now and i'm sure you're aware of this where they're saying guys take a back seat sit back and let the woman go to the front of the class you be quiet you've talked enough we've heard enough from guys for stop the last 30 years <laughs> stop mansplaining oftentimes when it's not mansplaining and men are just giving their own opinion in the same in the same breath that i will rally against that because I have a son coming into this world who I will be damned if he's not able to speak his mind. In that same breath, I absolutely will rally for women to be able to follow their their principles and to be able to hold political office and to be able to attain any and all things that they are capable of as long as they are competent and they are not getting that job by virtue of their gender. 110%, I will fight for both sides. doesn't have to be an either or. But I don't want to live in a society where if I had a daughter and she she grows up and she's politically minded and she's competent and she's she's smart and she wants to be a leader of the free world. I don't want to live in any society that's going to tell her no because she's a woman in the same way. I don't want to live in any society that's going to tell her yes, because she's a woman. So I'm coming at it from both angles with you. But I appreciate what you're bringing to the table on this. And we can agree to disagree on some components of it. Um, I do want to get to cheating. This is important. We've been talking for, mm. guys, we've been talking for an hour and 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. And Rolo makes the time I usually fly. go for four hours. I'm just going to say he's, a very, go he's hours. a very good guest, mm. even when we disagree. I do. I really appreciate mm. the exchange of ideas. Sure. Um, and audience, I just want you to know, I'm, I am going to check in. I want to get to cheating. I think this is a very, very important conversation. I don't know if we're going to agree or disagree on this. Mm, maybe some, a little of both. But I've heard some commentary from you on this that's mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to play that, though. I'm going to play a clip from Fresh and Fit. I know you're friends with these guys. Mm -hmm. Actually, I got a message. Um, oh, did, did I show you tell you mm -hmm. on my Instagram? Um, Myron mm -hmm. knew that we were going to uh. be on together, and I did notice that he wrote, rest in peace, Jed, <laughs> uh, below my picture. And I wrote something back like, mm -hmm. oh, tune in. We're going to have a great conversation. Mm -hmm. So I know, you got, I, know, I know you've been on there before. I think I just saw a video of you on there. I've been on there pretty much every month uh, this since December of last year. Yep. And then prior to that, probably like four or five times in yeah. 2021. So, yeah. so I've been with Myron and Fresh from the start. So, and they're doing something very interesting over there. I will say it's a very compelling show. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's um, at times very funny. Mm -hmm. I think it's very entertaining. How many shows have you seen? A lot. How, a lot. How much is No, a lot? no. I mean, and I saw that clip of you saying she doesn't know anything about Fresh and I've, I've watched more, more clips of Fresh and Fit than I ever intended to, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest, in varying length, because um, I was searching for a woman like me on there, and I couldn't mm -hmm. find her. I can point you to the shows where you could. Okay. Well, I, and I would love to see them. Mm -hmm. I would love to. Maybe they're one, buried. Matter of fact, one of the first shows I ever did. Maybe see, they're buried. So, but I would. No, no, no. I want to play the clip. And I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would appreciate. I'm not kidding. After mm -hmm. the show, please send me the links. Because mm -hmm. if there's something I'm missing, I want to see it. Um, you do and know, I, and you I'll do, share it. You do know that they do other shows besides the girls. Offer, yes. Right? Okay. Yes, I do. So you know, I do. Because a lot of people think that that's. No, that's I do. But I think they're do. well known for that format. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the bread and butter. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So this is a clip. 
um, that relates to cheating. And I, the conversation I want to have with Rolo mm. is particular is about cheating and open relationships. I mm. think they're different, uh, very, very different. Mm. And um, so we're going to play this, Natalia, if you can go to that clip from the start. I want to play the full minute to one minute and seven because I want him to say everything that you know, is on his mind about this. Gotcha. Let's play it. And Jorge, just if you can make sure that uh, Rolo and I can hear it as well. Also, we'll be reading um, Super Chats in the end, so just keep that in mind. We do see them, and we'll be reading them out loud, okay? I'm probably going to offend some ladies on the panel for saying this. So your Sorry. question was, um, if you're with a girl, are you going to expect a mon- Are you going to be monogamous to her because she's young and attractive, and she's at her peak, and she deserves monogamy and everything else like that? Right? Is that sexual fidelity? I mean, I mentioned that. not so much deserves it, but if you want that, isn't that... Or is that this... I mean... If you want that, that should be something that you do as well. Reciprocate? Right. Or is this part of the whole thing that men and women are different? Yeah, so uh, you're wrong. And I'll tell you why. Sexual fidelity is a woman's role, okay? Uh, Security provisioning is the man's role, right? A man is capable of providing for and fucking multiple women, all right? Because we're different. However, women in general are not okay being hoes and fucking a bunch of guys. Goes against their natural state. Monogamy goes against a man's natural state. And promiscuity in general goes against a woman's natural state. There's a reason why they call it a hot girl summer and not a hot girl year. Girls can't sit there and fuck a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. continuously for years on end for the most part, or they prefer not to. If, uh, if I left a girl to her own devices, what's she going to do? She's going to want the best quality man and get security from him. If I leave a man to his own devices, what's he going to do? He's going to fuck as many girls as he can. So if a woman is getting what she wants, the best man that she can get, and he's consolidating on her and providing her resources, well, I should be able to do what I want to do and have my natural proclivity to fuck as many girls as I can. Okay. That's good. Okay. So... I don't know where to start, Rolo, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think where I want to start is that what I'm worried about is that what this is now turning into mm-hmm. is an, is what I see happening with what we've talked about of modern feminism. And now I see it happening over here. What it looks like now is, for, for some, not for all, in the manosphere, is that it's a desire to make excuses to excuse bad male behavior. Not all male behavior is bad. Not all male behavior is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to, I think you've noticed by now in our conversation, I'm not here to, to, to handicap men. I'm not here to, you know, I'm not do. that's not what I'm doing. But there is bad behavior among men. And what, I, what really bothered me most about that was not what he said about women, mm-hmm. but how he painted men. What a horrible view of men. I have a much better view of of men than that. I don't think that men just want to fuck everything that walks. There are guys like that. But I also think there are guys that want a real relationship. I think there are guys that value fidelity. I, I think there every are guys, guy wants a relationship at one point. I think point, there are guys some that point. want to get married and really respect the sanctity of that marriage. And when they go on a trip for work or whatever, they're not looking to stick their dick in everything. They're looking to do their job and be true to their wife. So that perception of men, it's like, wow. That's not what he's saying, though. But that, what is he, tell tell me, first of all, do you agree? What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Because I'm sure you can't agree with everything that was there. What is triggering you and most- I don't feel triggered. uh, I feel sad when I see that. You do, because I'll tell you why. Because of the word should. That's why. I don't deal in shoulds. I deal in is, okay? So what he's saying is, why shouldn't a guy, like I've heard Kevin Samuel say that, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, I've heard uh, Kevin Samuel say the same thing, right? Men, a high value man should cheat, should, should. That is 
a suggestion. That is a judgment call. That is a best practices kind of mm -hmm. thing. Okay. Uh, then that is the slippery slope that leads to only high value men have the ability to cheat. And therefore, if a man is cheating, that makes him a, that makes him a high value man, right? One causality and correlation, you know, correlation is not causation. Right. Okay? So, so what, what, what people have, a, say okay. It? So what, what he's describing there is something that I've talked about in several occasions is this. Okay. So throughout history, and I know you've already talked about this because Cobra, uh, Cobra Tate, uh, Andrew Tate um, said this as well on, on several interviews is that high value men, high value men throughout history, tribal chieftains, emperors mm -hmm. in China, kings and queens and everything yeah. else. I, mean, I don't care where it is throughout history. You can find yeah. it in examples of this in the Old Testament. Okay. Yeah. High value men have been defined by three things. Okay. One of those is resources. So money. Uh, farmland, heads of cattle, what, like today it's about money, right? Like what do you have as a, as a resource? We just sort of brought it down into, into something, you know, nuts and bolts, dollars and cents. Then we have territory, okay? So what is your expansive territory? What is the tribe's, if I'm the tribal chieftain, my territory is this, okay? And I have to have guys who will follow me to protect that territory as well, mm -hmm. because as I, as I, uh, pri you know, I'm the chief, right? As, as a, a primary alpha male of this group right here i have to be able to defend that territory which usually correlates synergistically anyways with the resources usually you're taking the resources from the from that mm -hmm. territory and the third thing is this is access to virginic women exclusive access to virginic women okay meaning this you can go culture by culture by culture and you can find this is true across the board so this is not just sort of some sort of ethnic right. variant but you do like know that. you do know that in a lot of those examples that you're giving that those cultures in, in some cases were oppressive and that mm -hmm. women lived yes. that way because yes. they had to. They were always that way, but right, I'm not, so, but I understand. So that. they weren't happy. I they weren't fulfilled. It's not about, okay, you're go okay. Stop with the feelings. I'm no, going no, no, to tell I'm you I'm just distinguishing is, between the time we live should. in now. I'm, this is all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not talking about feelings. I'm talking about distinguishing between mm -hmm. the time we live in now where women, there's not a structure in place that demands that women subjugate themselves to that to a structure like that Compl and a time where there was completely irrespective irrelevant to the what okay I'm but not to right me now. though so i just want to make that Com distinction uh, point taken okay. okay so you've got guys who are the high value men throughout history who have been the tribal chieftains mm -hmm. the emperors whatever you've got uh, the emperor of China, the Ming dynasty, whatever it is, and there's the forbidden city that is guarded yeah. by eunuchs who've had their balls cut off so that mm -hmm. they know damn well that any time the emperor goes in there to have sex with those women in the, in the forbidden city, that any child that is produced is going to be of his genetic line. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So territory, resources, and access to a harem of some sort, okay. exclusive access. Okay, So you've got all of that. Now, that's the root of what... Tate is talking about and what what uh, what Fresh and Fit are talking about as well. Okay. okay, that is the root. Okay, what what is the best practices after that? What do we do? Most men ain't the chief. They're not gonna be the chief. They're not gonna be the high value guy. Okay, now why are we having this conversation right now? Is because since the sexual revolution, mm -hmm. we have made women and men equal, right? And we have taken we uh, with the invention of hormonal birth control, we don't have to worry about pregnancy anymore. So how has that changed the human dynamic? And I don't mean mm -hmm. like social. I mean like across the board. How does that change society, politics, workplace, everything else? So what's happened now is you've got women who don't need 
the guy who's the good provider, the good, you know, the, who's emotionally invested and don't need the beta bucks, which is provisioning protection and parental investment because they can get it themselves. They don't need it anymore. You certainly don't need to get married because you've already taken care of all the things that with the, with the, hell, even kids, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about long-term security. That Women doesn't mean you don't want to. Let's talk though. about modern times. I know, I know. Exactly. Hang on to that one. Hey, hold that thought. So you've got the, what we call the, there's alpha fucks and beta bucks. Okay. There's mm -hmm. the guy that you really want to have sex with because he's really hot and he genetically has benefits that you want to say, I want to breed with this guy because my babies will be stronger. My son will be mm -hmm. stronger. I will have a better, I will have a better, um, uh, reproductive success uh -huh. with this guy, but he's not necessarily the guy who's going to commit to you. He's not because all the other women want to get with him too, because for the same reason that you do. Now that's one aspect of female mating strategy. The other aspect is the, what we call the beta buck side, right? Provisioning protection and parental investment, the good CAD versus the good dad. Okay. Here, I'm going to just do this for mm -hmm. you right now. I know you want the bull. No, no, you but I, want I have the best it, of two. And you can get it. And it's not, it's I'm, not about, it's not about, everything does not fit in a compartment. But I need to, I need, I need you to focus I, on I, the, I, I am, I, I am, because you, and I need you to understand how I understand. we get to that. No, I understand. Point. I understand historically. I understand what you okay. said. We're in, women, 20, we're in women, 2022 right now, though. And as you say, this is the reality that we're dealing with right mm -hmm. now. But you don't, you, get, you, you don't heard, get to no, this no, no, without I want to deal understanding with what the background. I want to get, because you have a very different approach, mm -hmm. as far as I can see, than they do. Oh, yeah. What I'd like to ask you, because again, you have a microphone, mm -hmm. and you have impact, and you have a family. You're mm -hmm. not a single guy roaming right. around. You have a no, child. I think you have one child. 24. 24. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does that sound, what you heard in that clip, like the recipe for a healthy relationship dynamic? From a female perspective, no. Okay. Okay. Would you, would you want your daughter, no. your twenty-four-year-old daughter, no. to date that guy? No, I would okay. want. I would want what you just said. So how alpha about, alpha fucks and beta bucks together? Right. So, Perfect. The, right. the good guy. Yes. So then, we, what uh, I we, uh, we what want I ideals. want more than anything, mm -hmm. what I would love is for people like you and me to figure out a way to make that world possible again for mm -hmm. all of them. And in order to do that. I need to call that out, and so do you. Okay, now, I think, let, let me say this, though. He's not, I don't think he's talking about cheating here. I think that's the wrong word. Mm -hmm. What I was understanding from him, cheating to me is something like, you're with a, you're with a girl, say, and you go behind her back and you cheat. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound like what he's saying. To me, it sounds like what he's saying is this is a new model, like a relationship model, that mm -hmm. you're going to know, mm -hmm. you walk into it, and this is what i Am permitted to do by virtue of my male role, and this is what you're permitted to do and not permitted to do by virtue of your female role, okay? So I don't see it as cheating. Now, I will say if a woman willingly walks into that situation and that's what she wants, more power to you. More power to enjoy. And if, if, they, if they find that union together and that works for them, it's none of my business, it's not my marriage, it's not my situation. But I will guarantee you that the vast majority of women who are looking for something real are gonna hear that and they're gonna cringe. And I'm pretty positive that you can understand why. Oh, absolutely. So your daughter comes home and she brings Myron mm -hmm. and you sit at the table and he says that to you. What's your advice to your daughter? Uh, dump him. Okay. Immediately. Because that is not what I think would be in the best interest of my daughter. Now, would I also say, Myron, not my daughter? 
Yes, I would say that. However, that's not to say that women don't already. You mean not my daughter, but somebody else's daughter? Well, okay, no, I'm well, curious. No, I, I'm going to say why. Because I'm going to tell you why here for a second. So now, this is not like being duplicitous or anything like that. Sounds I'm like saying, a little No, bit what I'm saying is saying. That, what I'm saying is that women today don't need the guy who is their beta bucks blue pill provider. Like we were just saying a minute ago. Like you're saying, well. Women make their own damn money. They they go to college in much higher mm -hmm. you know at much higher rates right now. Mm -hmm. um, they have their own businesses and everything. Essentially, what they're doing is they're following a male life plan. Okay, so what what happens? As you said, women still want certain things. They still want that. What is a male life plan? plan? Okay, male life plan is exactly what what you're seeing women try to emulate right now. Okay, which is. Uh, which is prolong my my fun years, prolong my my uh, my my reproductive capacity as long as I possibly can. That's why you get like things like egg freezing. That's why you get abortion is, is such a hot button issue because it's a fail safe for bad reproductive choices. Isn't it possible though that for for some? And I'm not saying that's not the case for some women. Maybe some women are very deep. Okay, some, some, so, some, no, but no, we're but talking too, about the vast majority of women many, right now. There's too many women that fit into the some. Because what I see is a lot of not women who are buried deep in work, you know, as CEOs, and they're like, I don't have time to date. I'm they're just going to. buried gonna... deep in the narrative that tells them this. That's what if why. they're just not meeting the right person? They're not finding the right match, and they're on their journey of this is what I love to do. Why, are they, why are they not the right match? I mean, that's for them to share, not me. I don't so know. So you're individuating things right here. Now let me explain something else to you. No, what, I mean, but there's done, plenty, right? What women have done is they've made themselves into the men that they want to marry. That's the problem. Oh, I, ha I certainly haven't. Yes, you have. I Absolutely, you have. have. And I, I will tell you. Haven't. I'll tell you exactly why. Now, here's the most common. We'll, we'll come back. Tell to, me we'll how. Come back to the, we'll come back to cheating here no, in no, a second. No, but, me, but cheating is how. related. Tell to me this. how I have because okay. you don't know me very well. Well, I do know this is that. Uh, let's see. You have a three-year-old son. I have a two and a half year two old and a half son. year old son. What what was it that prevented you from having a child before, like when you were twenty nine? So I yeah. wasn't I wasn't buried in work or for a long time I didn't know if I was maternal enough. To be perfectly honest for mm -hmm. you, I didn't know. I babysat my whole life. You've I was a teacher. You've been married for four years. I was a teacher. Let me give you some because I don't think you know me very well, and I do think that it's it's a little bit dangerous to assume sometimes. Mm -hmm. I was a teacher, I was a school teacher, I was around kids all the time. I loved kids. I didn't know if that was the right move for me. I had dated around, I didn't sleep around, but I think there's a big difference between dating around and sleeping around. I dated, I didn't feel like there was something there that I viewed. I was always open to marriage. Mm -hmm. I was always oh, yeah. open. Mm -hmm. I was always open, mm -hmm. but I was not, I wasn't meeting somebody where I was like, yeah, you know what? I met my husband late. Yes. Was in a surprising way um, through a friend, not on a dating app or anything like that. I wasn't looking, and I just—it was just right. I just said, you know what? Like, I feel—I just something clicked in me mm -hmm. that just said, "This is an amazing man." You know, he's going to make an amazing father. He's going to make an amazing husband. I trust him. I feel good about this situation. And there was a shift that happened for me. Now, could that shift have happened? you know, 10, 10 years ago, if I had met somebody just like maybe, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is there are people that are just, and I understand that there are some women that are buried deep in whatever work, say. They've decided I'm going to be a career woman it's and that's it. It's the work though. 
Well, what a is, lot of times it is, though. A lot is, of times okay, it is. I'll, or the self-sufficiency. Let, 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 let me explain you something. But do, can you also see that that attitude, mm -hmm. what you saw from Fresh and Fit, mm -hmm. that may be part of the reason why some women have the attitude they do about, I need to take care of myself. I'm not, I don't want that. I don't want to be treated like a second-class citizen. Oh. I'm going to go out. I'm going to make sure I protect myself. And this is the problem mm -hmm. because you have men protecting themselves from women and women protecting oh, themselves yeah. from men mm -hmm. on day one, mm -hmm. and you can't build a partnership like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what I'm, I want, I want you though to give your perspective. I very specifically picked this clip. I could have picked many. Mm -hmm. With the platform, the voice you have, you hear that. Mm -hmm. If you couldn't in good conscience tell your daughter to embrace it, mm -hmm. you have to be able to, with the same breath, say, this is not beneficial for the manosphere. I don't work in shoulds, I deal in is, okay? okay. What is happening right is now. Is that beneficial okay. for the manosphere? In some ways it can be. It how? just depends on the guy, okay? You're probably gonna meet a good friend of mine, Justin Waller, here in a little okay. while, okay? Justin doesn't have to worry about, like he's such a high value guy that he doesn't have to get married. There are, what happens is guys will get to a point where like they get to their top, the peak of their game, which is usually right around 35, 36 years old, okay? Mm -hmm. They don't, ha they are much more sexually selective. If they have become red pill and they understand the game, the nature of the game that they're in right now, they can be much more picky. They can decide to vet, I wanna be with this girl, I wanna be with this girl, I'm a better mm -hmm. judge of character, I'm, uh, I'm, at, I'm a partner in the law firm, wherever they, you know, whatever they are, they're hitting their stride in life at that point. They right. finally get to a point, where, if they're single, they still have a point in their life where they can say, I can go and I can date that chick. Great. I can Why do it if I want to. Beneficial for okay. that man. So what is different what is different from that from a guy who has had like four or five wives or he's been married three or four times? What is different from that? Now I would say this. Now here's I I don't work in shoulds, but I will say this is that there are guys who can make that work and then there are guys who can, who will never be able to make that work. Most men can't do that. They, they can't possibly even dream of a life where they have, they go, okay, well, uh, you, I'm, I've got a main and I've got uh, right. 10 other girls, right? But if that were the new norm for the next generation and you have a granddaughter one it ain't day, the, and I'll tell you right now, if that's ever the new norm, it's not because the manosphere said anything about it. It's because the conditions that we're in right now, we've evolved to that point. Or, mm -hmm. or ladies, I hope you're listening, it's because women have allowed it to happen because that structure only works if women allow women it to Women have work. selected to do that. They've not, selected not, to share, I, I but women would rather there's, share there's a not, high value man than to be stuck with a successful hell beta. No. Hell no. They're doing it every day women, on this show. They're doing it every day not, right now. Women are not listening to that video, the majority of women are not listening to that video and being like, sign me up. Of I'm course sorry. not, They're, because no it's not in their long-term in interest. That's why I keep trying it's to- It's not in their interest at all, because you know what? That yacht and that beautiful house are gonna get old in one week, and if you don't have any self-respect at the end of the day, none of that means anything. Okay, so- None of that means, no self-respecting woman no self now you, you maybe you go into it, you know, willingly you try it out, but no self-respecting woman is going to have a man treat her like that. They do it all throughout their 18 to 28 years. I old. said self-respecting one. Okay, so now you're going to qualify things. 100%. Okay? So everything's qualification. What about to, what about statistically speaking when we're looking at like women who are between the ages of, why do we even Ooh. call it the hoe face? Why and I don't that's not my words. That's other other women's words. Right. Why is that and, even and a thing if be. the majority of women aren't doing that? 
Why is it that da- no, no, why no, is it that dating no, apps no, are different. are what they are if the, the majority of people aren't though. doing those that's things? That's different. A whole phase of women just sleeping around, nobody means anything to anyone, just floating around New York City, I see it all the time. That's different than entering into what's supposed to be a relationship mm-hmm. that looks like that, that looks like you're mm-hmm. a second-class citizen, there's mm-hmm. a separate set of rules for you, and it looks like women are being put in their place. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying to you is like, this is a recipe for decay. So Exactly, I, I 100% agree with you on this. So now, here's, let's here's, undo now, it. So here's what I'm gonna say is this, so for, First off, we're, we're talking about two different things. One is what, what's instigating this? What's starting all this? What's, is this a reaction to, to whatever? Why do we have, why is polyamory a thing right now? Why is thruples a thing, okay? That's not, that's polyamory, not a, though. I know, but that's not a manosphere thing. You no. Will see, you will see, you will see uh, what is it, open relationships? What is it, uh, 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 Will different. Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith? We got an open relationship that's and everything. That's different, though, because it's, they, it's okay. coming from both sides. Okay. That does, that's not what he's saying. Let me, let me explain something else to you. So we've already talked about hypergamy, how women want alpha fucks and beta, high value guys, alpha fucks or beta bucks. Okay, for men, men want unlimited access to unlimited sexuality. And if you don't believe me, that is men's, that's men's so innate nature. Your, your go look at any, go look at any perception of porn men, site. It's your perception of men that they want to have, regardless of their marital status, they want to have sex with as many women as possible. From a biological evolutionary perspective, that is the case. That is men's mating strategy. So your, unlimited your access perception to is that a mar- happily married that's guy. Not a no, no, should. No, 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 that no. is an I didn't is. ask should. I said your perception okay. of men is that men, mm-hmm. meaning the majority of men who are married, who are happily married and go on a work trip mm-hmm. and are stressed out and they're high value men. And I heard Fresh Fitch talk about high value men. You know, they got all this to worry about. Let me, all let, this me stress. Hi, let me stop you right no, there. That's a breach of contract. Is what what is a breach of contract? It's a breach of contract. If you say, well, does he deserve to go and have sex with a girl with he's on a on business trip no, no, right I'm not, now? Blah, right. Blah, blah. Okay, so okay. fine. But what I'm saying to you is, do you believe that the majority of men, if given the opportunity, will just, that will be their- They would break their, their vows and their, their, their commitment and, and do you think that they would naturally do that? No, I don't. Okay. But I do think, and I can statistically prove this, that men get addicted to online pornography. Which is a huge, huge problem. We can so what, they're, the so what are they doing? They're satisfying unlimited access to unlimited sexuality through vicarious means. In this case, it's, it's online pornography. But do you know why- men don't do that like you know the implication here is that oh men men do it men cheat all the time a lot of men don't cheat because they they really respect that woman next to them and that is not the agreement they've entered into Mm -hmm. and they don't want that life and maybe they have a fantastic fucking sex life with their wife Mm -hmm. and they're satisfied Mm -hmm. not every guy's i understand pornography is a problem it's an addiction Mm -hmm. it's wrecking men it's It's also indicative of men's innate natural mating strategy it is right. in men's but best and reproductively speaking it is in men's best interest to spread the what seed. i'm saying though is what your innate mating strategy is is not necessarily how you live or right. want to live your life we are promiscuous by nature we are monogamous by choice okay mm-hmm. so when uh, you're going to ask me this anyway so i'll just get this out of the way okay so here's the deal I don't think that from a societal perspective that yeah. that is a healthy, good way of like a should, a, a practice, right. okay? Because first off, you're entering into a contract, okay? 
I, I uh, am compromising my mating strategy and you are gonna compromise your mating strategy. How do we do that? I'm going to forsake all others in sickness and in health till death do us part for richer poor poor. That's why those traditional marriage vows are what they are. So if the shit hits the fan, you're sticking with me right. no matter what, okay? Same thing for you. What am I compromising in that formality of marriage, okay? My compromise is this. I'm going to give up all my opportunity costs to breed and have sex with and, have, and enjoy multiple women because I love you that much. I respect you that much. I want to invest all of my resources, territory, and everything else into this one relationship between you and me. The babies are, are, are the most, like I'm parentally investing in our children. I'm parentally investing in you because I think we have a, a, a good life together. What, woman, what women are doing in that compromise is they're saying, okay, I'm not gonna try to look for another guy who is better than you. I'm looking for the quality, I'm looking, men are looking for the quantity, okay? The compromise is I'm compromising my aspects of my mating strategy and you're gonna compromise aspects of yours and we're gonna come together and those are the, that's the contract and that's the agreement until such time as somebody bre breaches that. We can do it for God and man, we can make it a religious ceremony, we can go down to the courthouse and do it, however it is, okay? You're making a contractual agreement between you and that woman. Mm -hmm. Should you honor your contractual agreement. Yes, I would deal with a, a business partner right. or anything else. Well, you know. So we're looking at it from ethical terms, but also this is that, so you've, you've given up on your, your, your hunt for another guy mm -hmm. and I've given up on my hunt for, you know, for my, my entitlement or whatever they want to call it as, you know, to have multiple women yeah. and so that we can focus on monogamy, okay? And that's really where marriage begins across, across culturally, okay? Well, you know what bothers me about what's going on right now, if I'm being honest, is I look at the current time as what could have been a really wonderful opportunity because I see it as this is a time where, like I said, people are now defending masculinity, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, where all the cowboys gone and you see a lot of women who have seen what modern feminism has done and they saw the Kavanaugh, I call it the Kavanaugh trials because essentially that's what it was. It wasn't a hearing, it was, it was a, a trial. trial. Was a and trial. they looked at their sons and their brothers and their fathers and they said, I don't, I don't want that for the men in my life. I have good quality men in my life. I don't want them being treated that way. So I have to now fight, I have to stand mm -hmm. up. And you see a lot of men now also saying, you know what, like what makes me a man, these traits, you know, strength and all of these things that I was told to suppress for so long, I'm going to be proud of. I'm going to put that front and center. This, this to me was an opportunity for a lot of coming together and betterment for the next generation. Mm -hmm. But when I see clips about treating women like second class citizens and cheating and it just it degrades the whole thing and it's would it not be, going would it, to work would it be a different would, it, would that clip be a different impression for you if if uh if i was up there and i was to say look guys don't get into a monogamous relationship do not do that play the field spin plates be date non-exclusively until such time as you find some one of those girls that you want to stick with and you want to be a part of their lives and like i said we're better together than we are apart i've said that before what i my only problem is that what he's talking about yeah, is I, best practices hold on let me let me, yeah. fin let me finish this one okay so Best practices are in, in this uh, this scenario is I've got one main and I've got all these other side pieces and my one main is really cool about that. I don't think that's a good way to, yeah. to be living. Why? Because first of all, you can make you can say you can make it into a moral or an ethical issue. Fine, okay, but also it's impractical. 
why would you do that at all and and string along one main what is it about you as a guy wanting that one main girl and then also wanting side pieces as well mm-hmm. she's uh, the mother of your child she's you know she's she's uh, the the one you want to come home to and she's the one who makes your you know flips pancakes for you i don't know whatever it is you have a live a, I flip a terrible you, you have a you have a, a domestic <laughs> life she's basically your wife but she's not your wife because you haven't married her you haven't made it formal because what you're trying to do is you're trying to live out the life of her compromising her sexual strategy and and uh, all of the um, the investment and all the agency that she is giving up as a result she could be looking for better guys who are more marriage minded who might want to who who will forsake all others right mm-hmm. so this i i tell guys this is like don't do that don't insult women that way don't res- don't disrespect them in that you know, by having a main just play the field. If you're gonna be single, be, be single. fucking single. I think that's a very important message. If you're gonna to be, if there. you're gonna be, if you're gonna be monogamous, be fucking monogamous. I think that would read. Don't very try to have the best of both worlds. I think that would read very differently. I also think it would read very differently if it felt like a shared decision. If mm-hmm. if two people walk into a relationship and decide to have an open relationship, I don't think that's a personally. I don't think that's a great strategy for success. But to each his own. Maybe it works for you. And I think that is also a conversation that can be had without one side feeling like, well, hold on a second. Why why you got to dig at me like that? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Why? So that's not going to play well. And I will say that is very prevalent. The reason I pulled that clip is not to dig at Fresh and Fit in particular, but there's a lot of that out there right now. And it's not helping men. It's not. It's not helping men. It's not helping women. And it's not helping if the ultimate goal here the ultimate goal has to be to make this better so that when men and women get together, if we don't procreate, society ceases to exist. So you got the goal has to be to fix it mm-hmm. and to make better unions and better, you know, it, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Although, well, unless we're looking for clicks. That's why I, that's I, mean, why I get, that's why I get in trouble. And if you have children tr- in the game, trouble. you have to care. I get in trouble all the time with guys in the MGTOW community, the Black Pill Doomer community and everything. They don't, they don't, if I don't draw blood in this interview right here, they're going to say, oh, he got, he got destroyed. You know, yeah. it's like, no, that's not what we're talking about. It's just or, a bigger well, you've issue. Well, got, you've got guys, like, I, the, the thing that, I, the biggest problem I have right now is like, people will say, oh, that red pill in the manosphere, it's just a, it's just a natural reaction to feminism. It's just feminism for, for, for men. And like, fuck you, no, it's not, right. okay? There is a different, qualifiable difference between guys who have given up on, on themselves and on the game and on, on their, you know, developing social skills, money, mm-hmm. muscles, game, whatever, and frame and all that. They've just, they said, these are the, this is the boys' playground and this is the girls' playground right. and feminism and gynocentrism is keeping women on that side of the playground and this sort of black pill dooming, uh, you know, uh, nihilism is keeping, is keeping them on this other side. And, I, and so here I am in the middle saying here's what is right okay here's here are the tools and i i the number one thing that i say on my show and and various other ones is that men are better men and women are better together than we are apart Mm -hmm. okay i say we are natural innate evolved complements to one another i can show you fmri scans of our brains you overlay the two of them and you can see where where men's where men's synopsis go and where women's synopsis go in fact the the researchers who did those studies said it they look like natural complements to one another so there is an evolved aspect of this as well so there's an innate complementarity to men and women but the problem is is that we have a gynocentric social order that's saying don't worry girls you can be just as good as any man you can be just as feminine as any woman because you're this self-contained thing you're like this 
perfection of androgyny. On the other side, you've got the black pill doomer side of all of this who goes, well, yeah. studies say this, I'm doomed, I'm never gonna reproduce, blah, blah. And you know what? As long as you keep talking about that, you're not gonna get laid. Yeah. And so you've got this, this these two factionalizations, and this is not just in the United States, by the way, this is in Western cultures in general, okay? So what do we see? We see the first, first of the age of first birth right now is something like 30 or what? You're, by the way, way late, by the yes, way. I am um, way so late. You've got, so you've got the, the first age of first birth is something like 30 or 31. If you look at the age of first marriage in the United States, the UK, it's somewhere around like 33 or 34. Yeah. In 19, hell, even 1982, mm -hmm. it was something like, you know, in, the, in your early 20s. The reason for that is because women think they have more choice than they actually do in this in the global sexual marketplace. I'm just gonna wait around for the perfect guy and I'm gonna freeze my eggs and hope to I God that he's gonna happen. I didn't freeze my eggs, I didn't do any of I'm not, that. We're not talking about Yeah, me. I didn't do any of that. I'm also gonna say it, this it is happen. that on the other side, you've got guys who have just checked out, that's the Lost yeah. Boys generation that, that, um, that uh, was it, Jordan Peterson talks about all the time. These guys who have, are purposeless, they're not going to college for various different reasons, but they've basically checked out because they do just enough to just survive and they say, you know what, I'm fine, I'm not gonna have, I don't wanna have a family because I, I wouldn't measure up anyways. So they stay over there, you right. stay over here. And what happens is the fertility rate drops in these countries which is below a huge problem, replacement which is a level. Huge problem. So but I wanna get I, to you, you're, you're talking about, you're, this is a good segue because you're talking about fertility rates and I wanna, I know we're gonna have to close out soon. Right, the guys are. I'm like, I don't keep going, man. Listen, I don't know how people hold their pee in for so long. I'm just going to be straight up and say it in the chat. You know, you were thinking it. I like, know why I run the gotta, bathroom before gotta, I come in. You here. got up three times in the chat to go take a pee, and you're like, "What are they doing out there?" But I want to ask you about, I think, children in this framework, mm -hmm. um, which I think does oftentimes color your perspective a little bit once you have a child and you see kind of the role of a family mm -hmm. in all of this and how that comes to be and what that means. But I noticed that we talked about your daughter that you have, mm -hmm. a, I think you said 24. 24. Your daughter is interesting. I don't know a lot about her, but I know mm -hmm. what you shared, which is that she did a postgraduate degree, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's hard, okay? Year. That is a woman on a mission. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't care if it was in ceramics. I don't care if it was in basket weaving. Mm -hmm. A postgraduate degree is no joke. I'm sure she has ambitions of her own. Mm -hmm. um, I know you shared on PBD Podcast that she, at the time, was dating a hockey player who was very yeah. alpha. I don't know if that's still going on, but mm -hmm. you shared that. She's getting married. And a lot, of, she's getting married. Yes. Well, congratulations to her. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people are inclined to ask you what your advice would be mm -hmm. to your daughter. I'm not gonna ask that question. I'm gonna ask a little bit of a different question. What's your advice to the guy who's about mm -hmm. to marry her? He sits you down and he says, Rolo, you talk about all this stuff. No, because I think no, it's no, important. No, no, I've had this conversation. Yeah, and I, think, I wanna have it here because I think that sometimes when it gets personal, it gets different. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know, he sits you down and he says, I'm about to marry your daughter. Mm -hmm. What kind of what kind of husband do you hope I'll be to her? What mm -hmm. does that look like for you? Okay. And you say what? Mm -hmm. First off, he doesn't tell me he's going to marry my daughter. He asks. Right. Me. No, well, of course. After he asks, mm -hmm. after he asks permission, I do believe that's a thing that men should do. After he asks, and it's been established it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that conversation where he says, Hey, mm -hmm. look, I'm about to So so here's my and I again I've done this on my and own. And please show. be sincere, because I think it's important. I am I've done this, I've already covered this question on my own show, as a matter okay, of fact. Okay, let's have it. Let's um, hear it. So what I what I tell what I told him was like I said, look, um, first off, you have to defeat me in single combat. <laughs> You're gonna go fight right there, or else you can name your first son what I wanted him. I'm not gonna say the name. You're gonna so it's like what you was could, it like jujitsu? You fight me, what, yeah, what, you could fight me in style? single combat, right? I'm gonna well, need video of that. Yeah. Way. So um 
the 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 point of it first of all i think that guys there's a function there's a latent purpose to asking a father for his daughter's mm -hmm. hand in marriage and it's because you're blending two families together it's That's not right. about the relationship i mean it is too but like it is also greater than just two people coming together okay so it's not just the the man and the woman who are getting who are getting together to start a family it's also his family my family mm -hmm. our extended family my dogs you know? <laughs> right. right it's 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 i think about how many like this, and this is really tough because like as a father i only have one child right so as a Me father well. of a of a daughter I have to be very, very, especially Rola, you're married Rola Tomasi's daughter. You, I'm going to be very, very particular about this. I need somebody who I know is going to first and foremost protect, right? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, like if something, if the shit hits the fan, I need to know that you have the capacity to kill another man. That's number one, okay? And and are willing to do that at a moment's notice, depending on you know what the situation is. That's number one because I I think protection is something that when you get into a position of like like developing a family and putting things together, I think that's what really defines a guy. Is like are you are you capable enough? I don't want my daughter to marry a, a pussy. I don't want my daughter mm -hmm. to be with a guy who is um, uh, you know doesn't know his uh, how to make resources, doesn't know how to to, to do how to freaking. So by fix protect a you physically kind of. as well as financially. Financially, physically, um, and then because it's not just about, I mean, primarily it's about her. Right now it's about her, but it's also whatever children they have, whatever right. my grandchildren or great-grandchildren for that matter, whatever whatever's produced as a result of that, I want to know that that is his, mm -hmm. um, that is his, well, not necessarily focus, but that he has the capacity to do that. Okay? What else? I want a guy who is uh, much more, uh, he's got to be, uh, well, first first of all, personality-wise, he's got to be dominant. Um, he's also got to ha be in control of his shit. Um, he's got to be able to, um, I, I can get into specifics and talk about business this and Confident, all that other shit, but no, it's, but, but, it's, what, but it's what, more than that. I'm it's it's I'm looking for I'm looking for a guy who is who has competencies, core competencies. How do you want him to treat her? Well, obviously with respect. Okay, we're going to talk about, it, but I also no, want her. But here's why I'm okay, here's, here's how, yeah, in fact, I told him this is not fact. obvious. I want him to treat her as a as a as a man as a husband treats a wife. Okay, mm -hmm. meaning that he is the one who directs. He's driving the car. I'm going to explain. I don't know if I've ever given this out before, but when I first met my wife, when we mm -hmm. were first dating and everything, um, she was the first woman to ever do this. When we started dating, we were dating non-exclusively. Okay, I was seeing other people. She was seeing other people. Okay. and so we would go out on dates. And I had just kind of gotten out of a very bad long-term relationship, and I was sort of getting back into sort of spinning plates and, and, and dating around and everything. And so. We would go on a date and I wouldn't hear, and remember this is back in like the 94, 95, somewhere around there. And so I wouldn't hear, uh, we were calling me actually use phones <laughs> back then, right? So, so, so she would, she would, I wouldn't hear from her for like two or three days. And I remember when we first went out, I'm like, oh, I guess I screwed that up, right? And two days later, she calls me back. She says, hey, you want to go out to doing this? Oh yeah, you know because now we're dating like fucking adults, mm -hmm. right? It's not like oh, I love you forever. I'm gonna be. Can we be boyfriend and girlfriend? Will you go steady with me? You know right. that 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 conversation never happened because now we're adults, right? So I'm dating non-exclusively. She's dating non-exclusively, and then we're one of the things that one of the peculiarities that my wife did is that whenever we go on a date and we're taking her car, she would hand me the keys, and she'd say, "You're driving. 
to, to wherever we were going. I do that. Right? right? Did you do it in the beginning? I did. Okay. So that's a big difference because what that well, was. Well, we didn't have a car. Um, we lived in the city. So, mm -hmm. but he would have the taxi most and one, open most, my door. Every woman I had ever dated before that, no, I wouldn't even drive. You'll go get in the, the passenger seat. But she expected oh, no. me to drive the car. I expect any man who would, who would want to marry my daughter to be the one who is driving the car. Who gets like that's the decision that's going to be made, and he's she's going to be a want, compliment to his if wife. If she if she decides, and he a compliment to hers, I hope because she's got a postgraduate degree. So if she that decides, doesn't make any difference no, in the no, terms no, of men. No, and women. if she decides though, if she decides, I don't know what her what career she's pursuing. We don't have to discuss that. It's her private life. Say it's art. I don't know. Say she wants to be an art dealer. I have no idea. A doctor, whoever. Mm -hmm. Say she wants mm -hmm. to be a doctor, and she decides that's something she's really passionate about. Mm -hmm. I would assume that you would want her to be able to have that conversation with him mm -hmm. and you would want her to have a supportive structure to say, I support you in that decision. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can do to make that happen. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you would so want you're, her you're, to have support I, coming I, I her would, way and leaving her to but him. deferring to his authority. Deferring to his authority. Mm -hmm. How so? Okay. Because to the biggest problem today with men today. Do you have this? That, by the way, do you have this conversation with your daughter? I have already had it with both of them. As a Does fact. she take well to it I'm, i don't know that's yes, because he's the one who was the head of the house he's the one who uh, let me i'll explain no, I'm she has taken well to the advice she, absolutely she has okay. and i'll tell you why because um i could give you another life example if you'd like but i think one what of the, does that mean that he has the authority though with respect uh, the, to a gonna, decision gonna, like I'm that i'm going to tell you here just a second so what, one of the biggest problems i see in the, the world right the biggest problem in the world when we talk about you know all these men are pussies and we need them mm -hmm. we've been telling them to man down for so long and now we want them to man up right first that's that's a that's a conflict of interest however what we've done is we've created uh multiple generations of men who we hold 100 responsible you're a responsible for this year. In fact, that's particularly on the traditional conservative side of the argument right now. We think that the solution to to men who are pussies, we think that they just need to take more responsibility. You mean responsible for finances for, for everything. You, in fact, it's the it's the catch-all answer. Typically not for okay taking the primary responsibility and caring for children. You though. need to be more, well, even in that case, like you could even make a case for that. Everything's about responsibility. They think that the, the cure to degeneracy and the, to save the West is men just need to take more responsibility. But the problem is, is we take men's teeth out of their mouths. We take their claws away because prior to the sexual revolution, prior to, uh, you know, uh, third wave feminism, whatever you want to call it, prior to where we're at, right, and prior to gynocentrism, men still had that authority, or excuse me, still had that responsibility, but it came with a commensurate authority, meaning that if you're going to hold me responsible for taking care of my family and my kids and, mm -hmm. and, and this household, and I'm responsible financially, personally, I'm not going to cheat, whatever it is, however you define that responsibility, and you don't give me the authority to enact that mm -hmm. then all i am is a slave because responsibility without authority is the definition of slavery and that's mm -hmm. exactly i think what that, we're i think a lot of that record. happened um in an effort to target dads being absent in the home and the implication that that has for kids with right. absentee dads absentee moms might have made sense thing, back in 1970 well that's but what it i'm makes saying zero that was the origin right what i would say to that is how about a home that where there is shared responsibility 
and where there is shared investment. But men cannot men cannot affect that responsibility if they do not have the authority. And like you can even make Well, it what if both have the authority? I mean, why does one person that that implies it's a house where you have a single income coming in? Is that what I'm understanding? No, uh, it, it can be both. It can be both. You want to know why Well, if two people are bringing money into a house and mm-hmm. two people are making decisions together about what's right for the family and what's right for the kids and two people are investing in So you're looking at it from an egalitarian structure rather No, than I'm than looking a, at it as a partnership. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, equal. Well, They're see, not equal. And that's, and that's, not equal. That is the, and the, anytime you look at it from a partnership, first yeah. of all, human relationships don't evolve like that. There's always a dominant and a sub. Even in on homosexual relationships, there's yeah, still a top and a bottom. But on different things. Sometimes there's a dominant on finances, and sometimes there's a dominant on decision-making yes, when it comes a, to child. but there's a dominant some, personality there's versus a, give a and submission. Take. Okay, there's usually the submission, take. I mean, for, and classically, you know, gender roles, speaking-wise, women are the submissive sex, and men are the dominant sex, because they had to be. They're stronger. They're faster. I don't think it's that black and white in 2022. And I think if we're going to try to fix the problem, you have to be looking at the gray. It is still just as dominant today as it ever has been because it's evolutionary. It's part of the way that we are wired. But it's not manifesting that way in households because you have women bringing in. Because we live in a society right now that presumes equality and egalitarianism should be the standard. Equality is different. Equality is different because that, that depends on the skill we're talking about. That depends on the facet of life we're talking about. But let me give you an example. I'm in a weird career. Television is a weird career. You could be flying high, making a ton of money one day, and the next day you have zero. You have no money coming in. So my husband, he has a much more stable job. You know, There are years where I make more money than he does. This isn't one of them because I'm starting a new business, right? Mm-hmm. This year he will make more money than I do. There are times when I have more responsibility with Hartley. That's our baby, our son's name, Hartley. Mm-hmm. There are times when he has more responsibility. If I have a full day of work meetings, he has the baby for a lot of that day. If he has a full day of work meetings, I have the baby for a lot of that day. There's times I come home and he's made a mean beef stew. His beef stew is way better than mine. There's times that I come home and I've done something amazing for him. I folded all the clothes. I've done, you know, I like to clean, so I'm always cleaning. Um, but it's it's very much a, that's what I mean by partnership and depending upon the topic that comes up in the house sometimes i'm real loud and real like this needs to be the way it goes this is really how i feel strongly about it and sometimes he's like babe you're wrong this is how it's going to go because this is it's it's who very gets to pull shared. rank who pulls rank on who if there's if there's a decision and you both nope. disagree on something who gets we the, who, sit at who that table what? until we both say you know what this is what we're going to do this is what we're going to do. Okay. And we're so, both behind. That's so, what we did with so this move. So he is, a, so he is effectively time. disempowered. He has no authority over No, no. He has whatsoever. no authority to unilaterally make decisions without me being involved. Do I defer at times? 100%. Because there are times he's way more right than I am, and I know it. Even if I want something, that doesn't mean that I don't know hmm, he's right about this. I will defer. But does he have the authority to unilaterally make decisions for the family? No, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. Because he's the product of the last four generations no, who doesn't think he, he is entitled to, to or he should be or he most, should even step up to the point where he'd be most, able to. I have the, it does, I it's not even here. a thought that enters Listen, into the guy's I wish he was here. And before I, I want to cl- close out with one last important topic, mm-hmm. but I wish, this, I wish my dad was here mm-hmm. because he would be such an interesting uh, participant in the discussion. He's older. Mm-hmm. My dad's 80 years old. He was, he's an alpha guy. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he was a jujitsu guy, strong guy, six foot, you know, three, I think he is. He's just a, he scared the shit out of everybody that came home with me. Literally, even guys that I wasn't into, my best friend in college came, shook my dad's mm-hmm. hand and was like, shit, I'm not doing that again. He almost broke my fingers. He's that kind of guy. He was the breadwinner in my house. Um, my dad 
was so unbelievably supportive of my mom. My mom sat at the table for mm -hmm. every decision. She decided to start an acting school at one point. They sat at the table. They figured out how to make it work. He was like, you know, let's do this. Let's. It was. He was. He didn't run the house. He was a strong force in the house, and on many issues, he would say, "This is what I think is right." She had a seat at the table for everything, and that's how he wanted it. Mm -hmm. It made for a marriage that has lasted, oh my gosh, guys, how long are you married? 50 years more? You know, they've had their ups and downs. It's a very admirable structure. And what I learned from that was that marriage can be a partnership, can be a give and take. And you're going to get loud on some stuff and he's going to get loud on some stuff. But ultimately, if you can find a way to have a situation where you both sit at the table and make those decisions together, you are in a win structure no matter what. It doesn't make one person weaker or one person stronger on everything. But it may make one person weaker or stronger on this or that. And if you can find that right blend, you're golden. Yes, but your father also was in a position of authority. He could say, okay, we're going to make this work. He's the one he who's would. saying, here's what's going to happen. He here's would. how a thing, you, you really want that? I will take that into consideration I will, and we'll do this. No. I will apply my resources and everything to no, this. No, it's not how it worked. I'm telling you it's not how it worked. And I'm telling you that what I saw from that was a very big lesson. And I think that there is a way for men to maintain their masculinity and maintain their it's a, confidence. It's a charade of masculinity. It's not a, it's if not it, a, you can't no. enforce it. There's nothing that is, there's no authority in, that is involved in that. It's no. one thing to say, oh, He's a, he's a dominant masculine dude. There's plenty of guys who look like the rock. There's plenty of guys who make a good money. I, I know, I, I know, but we associate that with the guy who is in control. Yeah. It can be the guy, it doesn't even have to look like the rock, right? He can be the guy who's making more money. He's the one who is the dominant personality in there. And he's still, because his mindset is such like, I defer to her. Uh, not happy wife, happy life. It's not deference right? though. It's more like, hmm, this is my idea. All right, you're not comfortable with that. So let's find something that we're both comfortable with. Let's see, because I'm not comfortable with that, so I'm not doing that. And you're not comfortable with this, so you're not going to do this. And I, I want us to both be happy. So let's figure out something that makes me happy and makes you happy. And we walk through life and we feel like we've made a good decision. It's just a different way of looking at it, that's all. And I... I have, I have no doubt that there are men out there that can maintain their sense of confidence and all those things that you want to inspire. I'm assuming you want to inspire these things in men or why bother doing all this stuff um, without compromising anything and will gain so much, so much but they are, by, by they having are, someone beside them are, who feels that they have a respected voice at the they're table. They're paper tigers. No, I disagree. They're paper tigers if they can't actually make the decision. I disagree. If their mental state is such that they're like, I have to do what she says. I, if she is the first thing that pops into his head rather than Not the what first mine, thing, but one of them for sure and one of the top ones. A hundred percent. I talk about decision, mental point of origin Every all decision the time. I make, every mm -hmm. decision I make for my family, it's me and Jeremy, right? It's like, how does he feel about this? How do I feel about this? Do we feel very differently? Why do we feel very differently? What's the best solution? Is it his way? Is it my way? Is it a way in the middle? You know what it's the number that. one precipitator of divorce is? Is when you have two people who are making the two, two a couple that are making the same amount of money and the woman gets a, a, a pay raise. She gets a, a, a promotion at work. Mm -hmm. That is what precipitates divorce in overwhelmingly. And it again, you've probably heard the stat 70, to, I don't know, who, depending on whose numbers you use, 70 to 80% of divorces are initiated. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. That is the number one reason. Why. I'm not comfortable with that because I don't know what else is going on in that well, You're uncomfortable with the stats. No, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that because I want to know. I'm uncomfortable what else, with a lot of stats. I want to know what else was going on in that marriage. I want to know 
what what's going on with their relationship dynamic that what's that, going that's, on what's going on is, is she's else what's wrong. going on is women innately look for a guy who is dominant and part of that is making you have, you've got to make as a, to be a man really you want to know here's here's some advice for you i gave some advice to be a man is to make more resources than you expend Okay, to make more okay. resources than you actually need to survive yourself. Because mm -hmm. what happens is, is then that makes you more eligible, yep. let's just say, so that you can start a family to use those resources. But however, if that's the right? one that I'll tell you, if that marriage breaks, that's not the one little Jenga piece that fell down. That fell, but a whole bunch of prior, other shit fell Prior to it. the sexual revolution, no one would agree with you right now. The man makes the money. He's the one who determines. That's why we talk well, about strong. I understand that, but we, we, but yeah, we're in 2022, but your physicality, your brain, everything that's evolved is still back 200,000 years ago on the sub-Saharan African savannas well, somewhere in a hunter-gatherer tribe here evaluating okay. yeah the divorce rates are are despicable but okay. there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons for, that that i'm not i'm not denying mm. that that's a reason i'm not denying that that's a reality in many households i'm not saying that i'm just saying that if that jenga piece is the one that breaks you know what i'm talking about with jenga you know that oh, yeah. game it's not just that one there's a lot of other ones but i want to listen we're gonna i want to get to the chat we've kind of ignored the sure, chat sure, sure. Yeah. and i also just want to close this before we open it up to the chat first of all i want to say i had a, I, this is a fantastic experience i would love to have you back because sure. those topics i didn't even get Anytime. to i think it's important to talk about i know i keep telling you it's, it's six hours it's, listen, it's, you got you're in it for six well, hours I, I would i wouldn't be able to do six hours <laughs> because i drink too much water roll i'm just I gonna say that straight coffee. up <laughs> but one thing i do want to say and share before we go over to the chat is that my motivation for truly getting involved shifting a little bit over from politics and getting involved in these discussions is really my son. Yeah, um, and, and you're not, a, and that, by the way, that's not an uncommon thing. There's a yeah. lot of women who have changed their minds about like what I, what the red pill or anything, they have, what we say yeah. once their son is born and they see something like yeah. Me Too or they see something like, a, they, they start to see the need for a, a strong dominant yeah, masculine and I, presence. And I, I want him, I see him, he's really a boy's boy from, mm -hmm. from even, he's two and a half. He climbs mm -hmm. on everything. He's very strong-willed. The he's climbing not, phase, I remember very, it well. <laughs> he's very strong. I mean, it's uh, uh, mm -hmm. he can lift stuff. I'm like, I mean, I couldn't, Jeremy and I look like, what the hell? I mean, he's a very strong little boy. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm very proud to be a boy mom. And as someone who, I just want to leave you with some, one thought, which is as somebody who has a lot of influence in this space, that the one thing, meaning you, not me, the one thing that I want him to be, I want him to be strong. I want him to take care of himself physically. I want mm -hmm. him to be fit. I want him to practice self-defense. I want him to be able to defend himself, his family. That's very important to me. I want him to be confident. I want him to be self-assured. I want him to experience the world. I do want him to date around and, you know, meet people and do, you know, before he ideally finds somebody that's the perfect person for him, I feel like you need to experience a little bit of the world, whatever that looks like for you. I want him to be, you know, I want him to, to speak his mind. I want him to feel comfortable walking into rooms full of people that he disagrees with and having conversations mm -hmm. like this. There's something else I want. I want him to be respectful. Mm -hmm. I want him to, when he chooses someone, I'm assuming he's going to choose, I know I'll get heat for this, maybe he's going to be gay, they'll say. You're, when he chooses his partner, I want him to be respectful. I'm assume, let's assume he chooses a female for his partner and they, you know, they're going to get married. I want him, I want him to be the type of guy that wants her to have a voice in that relationship. I want him to be supportive of what she wants to do in her life. I want him to seek out someone who, yes, is nurturing and, and, and supports him. I want that to be a partnership for him because I feel how beautiful it is. But that mm -hmm. respect piece that I see missing from some aspects of the manosphere, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that you are a dad and you are going to bring that home because it's so valuable. It's so important for you. You're going to be 
hopefully if you're lucky you're gonna have be a uh, grandpa one day okay and not everybody's in that position not everybody has the ability to speak about this as someone who's really empowering men Mm -hmm. but also understands what a family means and understands what it's like to have a daughter Mm -hmm. i'm hopeful that you will do that. I don't know. You can obviously do whatever you want, but that's my hope walking away from when, this. When we talk, and I, maybe this is the last thing you want to talk about, but um, when we talk about respect, I, I have done, in fact, there are, I have chapters of this in, I, I think it was my fourth book in religion. By the way, Rational Mail, the print is very small. I'm I know, say. I'm Marcus. <laughs> Shut up, you! Oh, I was like, I never felt old. Shut up, you! I know that's the number one complaint. You know, when I when I wrote that book, I thought that that was going to be the last book I ever wrote. Rolo, listen, include a magnifying glass Mm -hmm. in the back next time. I mean, Natalia. I know. I I I have a second edition that's in the works right now. However, so anyways, so as far as respect is Mm -hmm. concerned, there are different, there are gendered uh, understandings of certain concepts. Love is one of those. Respect is another one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So remember when we were talking about hierarchies for men and we're talking about communitarianism yeah. for women that is how men and women view respect so when men are doing something when men need to earn and merit respectability that's one you could you can go and i've done shows I'm talking about giving respect now hold on you can go into the dif- definition of, of respect, and there's actually two definitions in there, okay? The first one is meriting respect. It's a meritorious version of mm-hmm. the definition of respect. That is the male version of respect, okay? What do you do as a man that makes you respectable? Why should I respect yeah. you if you have, like, if, I, if you're, show me, show me your work. Show me your, what, what have you done up to this point that Same makes women, you respectable? by the way. That you would like to think so. Well, it should be. It should be. Oh, here's the should. Uh, yeah, it should be, right? But the respect side for women is you don't, like I've had people tell me this all the time, you don't respect women. Okay, well, why should I? Well, when women get offended when I say, why should I? It's because I'm using the male definition of yeah, respect rather me. than the female. That doesn't respect. offend me. So on the other side of this is that you should just respect, everybody deserves a default respect. No, that's courtesy. But respect in this sense is like, you should uh, defer yes. to being respectful to somebody else. And it's like, okay, well, whose definition of respect am I using? Am I using the male hierarchical for what, what have you done? How have you met? How have you yeah, earned my respect? What, I'm talking what about. have women done to earn my respect? Well, they're is, women, and so therefore they deserve a default respect what just for being What women. I'm talking about is not, a def- not respect just because I'm talking about when you get respect, the ideal for me is that you would give respect. What mm. I'm talking about is that fresh and fit clip, that. Mm-hmm. That's just not. It's not. It's not going to help the movement. If it's a movement, the manosphere. I don't know what you call it, but it's not. It's not going to help. What's disrespectful it. about it? What's disrespectful about it? Well, I think saying that we could go back and play it again. We don't have time right now, but I think saying that anything that treats one group of individuals as a second-class citizen says there's a separate set of rules for me than there's for you. Say that. Well, I can go sleep around, do whatever I want. You can't. Anything that does that reeks of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, what, unless. What, what listen, makes those people respectable? I'll tell you what. Unless it's two people coming to the table making that decision together. Again, I think you. I think you're right about the should of it. Mm-hmm. The should of it is part of the problem in that instance because it reads like this is the structure as it should be. That's disrespectful. If it's two people coming to the mm-hmm. table making that decision to live life like that as a partnership, that's not disrespectful. So here's, here's the problem that I have with that. When women come from a female sphere into a male sphere, let's just say, okay, well, we're going to put more women into the workforce, okay? Mm-hmm. and. Uh, this woman becomes your supervisor, she's your boss, or whatever else it is. What has she done? 
that earns her the respect to put her into that you're position. You're not saying, by the way, to clarify, because you're, you're not saying be discourteous. You're no, 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 I'm not saying, you, know, okay. you have to be an asshole, okay? But what I'm saying is like, yes. you've got, so what happens is women want it both ways. They want to be respected for what it is that they're doing, but if they cannot earn that respect, no, then they need that. to be respected just because they are a woman, because it goes you, back this, to the communitarian women, thing. This women, I don't want to be grouped in that. Whatever you think. I know you don't, but that, I'm telling I you. And I, I, and I, I refuse words, to allow it because I don't live my life that way. I don't have an expectation that you're, that would be like me saying, we're going to have a respectful exchange of ideas and I demand mm -hmm. respect from you, but I shout you down the whole two and a half hour, however long mm -hmm. we've been talking, three hours. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. look at us, just the time just flies. That's not how I live. So I, I, don't, I don't want that. I don't want to be grouped in with that. There's too many women I know who, mm -hmm. who don't operate in that structure. There's too many women from the political world I know who don't want that structure to be empowered they're trying to they're trying to deflate that structure because it implies that we we deserve something by virtue of our ovaries and not our character so mm -hmm. that that's not gonna work for me but i want to get i know natalia i want to get to the ahead. chat we had a great conversation mm -hmm. and now it's time for if you have any comments questions or that now would be the time for that to come into play all righty so i'm gonna read some of the key chats and the super chats super chats that, well yeah. i'm gonna read the super chats and then we actually had one comment that's not a super chat that i liked um but we have one by intel wild ten dollars thank you he thank says you. rest in peace to godfather kevin samuels <laughs> and long live king rollo tomase <laughs> you sultan or king rollo uh god emperor of master of human those are my pronouns by the way god emperor and master of mankind i, oh, I think i'm demanding people are going to address me for I had for a while as my Twitter bio that I identify as the monster from Stranger Things. Nobody oh. called me, uh, what's his name, Vulcan or whatever his name is? Nobody Vecna. 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 Nobody called me Vecna, Vecna but Vecna. I love Stranger Things. I do show. too. Good, it's it's good, show. good show. I am Eddie, by the way. I graduated in 1986 and that was me. Oh, wow. Oh, Eddie. From, from the, the, the biker guy? He's the he's the, the most recent rocker the, uh, guy. The rocker. Was in cool character. Yeah. Very cool That character. was me. Awesome. Nice. If you hadn't figured that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I had to guess which character you were, I'm not going to say Justin wants me to cut my. Everybody wants. You know when I when I finally do cut my hair, I'm going to make this huge event. Out. Yeah, you should. You should. You well, should put I, it on I social will. too. I will. Sell your hair too. Huh? Okay. I, I should, huh? <laughs> I should. I should. People would pay a lot of money for that shit. How come he doesn't? Got some fans yeah. out there. Okay. And then we. Have I'm in a band right now. There you go. Nice. Okay. Next one we have is by Dax Hill. He said, "Game is a placeholder term for the mating dance. It's not a playing games. It's knowing the mating dance. Most men don't know the mating dance. That's what Rolo is talking about. Yeah, Thanks, Dax. It's I, I look at game as a, a I, like it used to be game used to be like pickup artists. It used to be the seduction community. And uh, if you read my my most recent book, which is the Player's Handbook, which is number five. <laughs> uh, oh no, but I, good I, I, I know you laugh at it. But no, it's a good but, title. But the thing is, is this is that when I talk about game or I talk about like seduction skills or whatever, mm -hmm. those are not really seduction skills. They're they are social skills that are very very lacking, especially in guys today. Oh, I because I they live that. behind a screen. And so their socialization comes from from social media. And it comes from digital media all the time. And so what I've referred to game is, is it's, it's a set of behavioral, like uh, uh, behavior sets, I guess, um, to teach social skills that men don't get. So like, how do I carry it? How do, what do I say when she says this? Right? <laughs> like essentially what you're doing is you're teaching them social skills that they never learned. Yeah, so, which is sad. That's what needed. everybody, yeah. by the way, everybody has game. How effective that game is, is is what's in question. But yeah. every guy, every woman that you know has some idea of like how best to go from being like single and sexless All to right. getting into a relationship and maybe starting a family later on. They have some like inkling. You ask a 10-year-old kid, 
how do you get a girlfriend, Johnny? He'll be like, oh, you carry your books home from school and you're not yeah, stored. That's, true. Like, that's his game. Well, he learned that, that somewhere. Case. I don't know how much Listen to those anymore, things. Yeah. Gentlemen, wake up. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> then we have um, Mark Martin, $10. Thank you. He says, for women to ask me about my sexual past should be based on being a se- in a sexual relationship and not a monogamous companion relationship because the latter of that relationship is boring. Interesting. And then we also had Jed, you are not in the streets. 2018 was much kinder. Today, the streets are worse than his rule suggests. You can't be yourself until rules of the game become who you are. That takes practice. Interesting. Um, then we also had, um, we have this one. It says, uh, women who are overwhelmingly in favor of the radical leftist ideas and are more susceptible to propaganda due to emotion, them voting is a disaster. Do you have anything you want to say, Jed? About women voting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to take back the female vote? I mean, that's that's next level. What's that person's <laughs> name? Is that a female or a male saying? You, you, you and I are going to agree on this, but for <laughs> different reasons. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think you know why? I lo- First of all, you know, that would be outright discrimination. That would be like saying that, you know, black people couldn't vote or white people couldn't mm-hmm. vote or women can't vote or men can't vote. But I actually like the idea of accountability like that mm-hmm. comes through you vote, you vote and you pay the consequences. And women oftentimes, you're right, women, mm-hmm. ti- women oftentimes will vote for radical left, leftist agendas and they suffer. Mm-hmm. They suffer a result because they tear up communities, they tear up cities. Look what's going on. I don't know if you've been to New York City recently. I come no, from New but York I have City. been to San Francisco. It's falling apart. Yeah. And women are feeling extraordinarily unsafe. And their, their, their kids are going to schools where there's mandates and sitting in masks all day. These are all liberal policies mm-hmm. that oftentimes, well, they negatively affect everyone, but women in particular. When it comes to the uh, vote, I, there's guys on the Black Pill Doomer, MGTOW side of things where they have like, you know, repeal the 19th, repeal the 19th. Okay, so I always just say, how are you going to do that? Tell me, show me your plan, brother. I'll, I'll sign on a minute. You can show me how this is going to go down and what's going to happen afterwards. And they'd have nothing to say after that. Yeah, you're not repealing the 19th. Well, minute. first off, women are the largest floating block in the United States. Women decide elections. End of story. That's it. Um, you want to know why abortion is what it is right now? Because they're trying to get women to the polls. Mm-hmm. You want to know why uh, Elizabeth Warren was screaming bloody murder about um, debt forgiveness for student debt back in March? Of course, that, that got swept <laughs> under the carpet because th- that's the biggest asset that the U.S. government has. But she was talking about you know debt forgiveness and student uh, because two-thirds of that debt is held by women. And she even said that in her, her speeches. It's like, you know, we need to level the playing field and make everything uh, you know, fair for women and they can't get a good, a good head start if they have all these you know, student loan bills that they incurred themselves, but we, we need uh, President Biden to uh, absolve us of this debt. That's the reason why that's a big deal is because they know, especially on the left, they know that women, are, women decide votes. They decide the elections. There's more, more women vote than men vote. And it's not a population thing. It's that women go out and do it. Less men actually go and vote. So that's number one. The other thing is this, is voting, when, when the suffragettes were doing their thing, a lot of women didn't want the vote because voting was viewed as something much different than it is right now back then. So you had to have skin in the game. Because if you were voting and you uh, you were expected to go die for your country, that right. was that was I mean, the primarily that's how At it was. The time. That, so voting also, especially back then, um, it implied 
responsibilities mm -hmm. for the person who has the authority exactly. to decide whether or not they're going to go to war, they're going to, how right. we're going to put the money here and there. And so it wasn't about sort of this group communitarian thing where we, or all, everybody, like they're talking about like absolving the, uh, the electoral college, right? Just, just because exactly. we wanted to all be a, 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 a popular vote. Well, that, if you would have brought that up back in like 19, 14 or something like that, or prior to, because 1920 is when women got the right to vote. If you did it prior to 1920, people would be appalled at that idea because it's not, it wasn't about like the, the, the idea of the whole society. It was about like the collectivism or the, mm -hmm. the collection of like certain states had different populations than other ones, mm -hmm. right? And so um, voting was viewed in a much different way back then. Yeah. But we, here we are in 2022 and we think we're disenfranchising women or men or whoever else by doing that. It's like, what skin do they, do they have in the game right now? Well, plenty. I have but plenty of skin in the game. I have more skin that. in the game. Men have more skin in the game than women do. I got plenty. Well, I, listen, I don't know. I got, about, I, I got I you. I have you beat. I have you beat. I have why, you beat. Tell me this. why. Because the military? Because, because of, of serv selective service? services. Selective services. Selective service, if a man, if a, if a guy who is 18 years old does not um, sign up for selective services, first of all, he can be held up to, uh, I think it's like 200, like quarter million dollars in, in, in fines. You cannot hold public office. You cannot. But that right there is number one. You cannot. Um, you cannot. Uh, there's, in certain states, you can't start a business. Uh, you're certainly yeah, not going to get any government loans for for student loans. Rolo, you women you have cannot be a citizen if you a naturalized citizen. Unless and the only difference, the only difference whatsoever, is if I have a penis or a vagina. So women have sons. So they absolutely have skin in the game. Right. By virtue of that, number one, right. in in the capacity you're talking about, mm -hmm. they have sons. Um, and I also think that skin in the game is about a lot more than that. Skin but in the game is about to, your you money that you make. Vote skin in the game. Skin in the game is about your money. It's about taxation policy. It's about safety of your community. It's about the school system for your children. It's about you know what you know, it's, you know, you know what, you know what it's, it's not about, about legal immigration. It's not about you going and being killed in war. It, well, there are women that are in, there are women that sign up for the military. Yes, they have the luxury of opting in or opting out of that. Again, if they want to participate in the political process, and again, women have sons. Women have sons mm -hmm. who that let me tell you something. Who your cannot child, who cannot participate in child, the government if they don't sign up for selective. But your services. child, let me tell everything that impacts my child is number one above what impacts me. I, my whole I have no doubt that like you love your son. My really. baby, <laughs> I have and, no and, doubt and the mom whatsoever. Vote, I wouldn't underestimate. Also, I know people talk about you know women. I'm not talking about how liberal. you would vote. I'm talking about that you can vote. Oh, 100%. We should be, of course, women should, I mean, the fact that we're even having a conversation about should women be allowed to vote, of course women should be allowed to vote and exercise. It's an enormous privilege. It's an enormous privilege. You should take it seriously. You should do your research. You should, you should look into policies and make sure that those policies that you're voting for don't just sound good on paper and aren't just some woke nonsense. Would you, would you agree that women should be forced to sign up for selective services for the same thing that, that men have to? They have to take that same risk. They have to put that skin in the game. Do you want women to be signing up for selective? That's not what I. That's not what I'm asking. It's not want. I I'm saying. I'm do you think that you. it would? Do you think it would be equitable if we said no. men should? If men no, have to, if men why. have to bear this risk no. and they and they're denied no. these privileges, and I'm should should we also no. force women? Why? No, because why? I don't believe that women are as capable in that capacity when it comes to physical strength. Mm -hmm when it comes to other components of what needs to happen physically to be in the military mm -hmm. on the front lines, most times I don't think they're gonna be the best candidate for that job. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, when I talk about military, it's not about woke for me. It's not about this gender and that gender. It's not about, it's not about that. I want my military to be as best as it can be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you really took all the wokeness out of that, nine out of 10 times, that's going to be a healthy, robust young man. Should we in some way devalue women's votes as a no. result of that? Absolutely So not. what you want is more Absolutely. authority no. than men are, uh, are allowed in the United no. States. What I want is for people, individuals across the country, men, women, regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of age, once you hit the eligible age to vote, I want them to have a stake in the game. I want them to be able to voice their, you know, their policy. That's how you basically okay. voice your should policy. We, should we then absolve selective services then? No. No. Well, I mean, that's a very complex debate we could have. Should we should say? We absolve? Should we? Should we say? You know what? Doesn't matter if you have a dick or a, a, a vagina. No, you you I don't. You can vote or you. There's not. a reason that exists, though. I mean, you're the person who argues all the time that there are big differences between men and women. Yes, absolutely, hundred so percent. So but by igno- not, by acknowledging no, that, does not, my vote count less than yours? Because I don't want to sign up and put my ass on the line to go die in a no, war. No, that's like saying that a guy who doesn't have, say, you go through life and you. Don't get involved yourself in the military. You you don't say you don't have children. Mm-hmm. Say you mm-hmm. don't um, like you don't have a voice when it comes to the school system. You don't have mm-hmm. a voice when it comes to things that don't directly affect your life. Okay. You can't itemize it that way. Every single person in this country, every single citizen who pays taxes, who's here legally, who's a legal citizen of this country, every single person is impacted by the policies that happen in this country, mm-hmm. which is why you see people now moving from state to state. I left New York. I wasn't going to stay in that woke hell hole. I came to Florida, right? So every single individual is invested in a different way. But I can't, I, I can't even, be, I can't, if I'm an illegal alien, I can't become a citizen of the United States with, with a penis anyways, to, without signing up for selective services. Mm-hmm. So that disqualifies me from everything that you just said right now. So I, if I can't, if I, if I don't, if I opt out of selective services, I don't get to be a U.S. citizen, period. Mm-hmm. And that's only applicable to men, not to women. Yeah, but there's a reason for that because of the way the military operates. That's the one thing that hasn't gone then well. Why doesn't it it apply to, then why doesn't it apply to women? Then why does, like, if you're a woman and you're an illegal alien, you don't have to sign up for, for selective services. You can become a naturalized citizen of the United States and you can get a full vote before your husband or your son or whoever else would ever be able to do that well, if a, they didn't you know want to what? sign up for selective and that's an interesting services. Debate about, that's an interesting debate about. So men services. have more skin in the game than women do. Men have more skin in the game on that. Women okay. have more skin in the game. On, okay. That's like saying a single guy. All right, you got it. A single yes. game as a family uh, is mm-hmm. living in a community that has a school district that's yes, but that, fire. but that could potentially be me dying for my country. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So should my vote count more, or sure. your count, or yours count less? No. Because that is a much higher, no. higher stakes game no. than what kid, what school is my kid going to? You don't want to. You don't want to live in a country. I mean, I certainly don't want to live in a country where we're now going to look issue by issue and say that your vote counts more or less based mm-hmm. on your investment. That's or exactly your- what they used to do back prior to 1920. That's why women didn't want the vote. I know, but that, but see, they because they Thankfully looked at the vote, they looked at the vote much differently. Right. right? That's but, one of the reasons not, why men resisted for a long time because men had more skin in the game prior that, to 1920. Not, I, I don't think that's a, now you can have a conversation about elimination of selective services. That's a whole other debate that we mm-hmm. can sit here and have. But 
what I think is, is beneficial to acknowledge is that every single person in this country who pays taxes and who either, who invests in their community, who works, who brings home a paycheck, who has a kid in school, who lives in a city that's on fire, mm -hmm. who every single person has an investment. Mm -hmm in that community and every single person should have a voice in the direction of Unless that you're above 18 with a penis and you don't want to sign up for selective services because that disqualifies you from all of that. Well, that's, that, that's a debate. That is, <laughs> no, that is the debate. Uh -huh. Should selective services be eliminated mm -hmm. as, a, as a barometer? And you said no. For whether or not, well, you know what? I, I've, no one's ever asked me that before, to be perfectly honest with you. See, I, would have to I bring really the good shit when I come that. in here. <laughs> I would have to really think about what the implications of that would be for wartime, mm -hmm. what the implications of that would be given what's going on with China, Iran. So, so, so imminent, death, think, imminent death might change your mind. <laughs> well, no, I would have to, no, but you have to think about it like, we're very privileged right They're now. They're gonna invade, that's okay. We need guys in selective no, services now. Selective services <laughs> exist, right? Mm -hmm. Is there not? I mean, select, they didn't just, ha that didn't just, you know, oh, let's just have selective services for. And by the, by the way, they, they've, they, that's been on, they've tried to vote that for a while. Like I think as far back as like 2015. And it, by the way, it's been conservatives that have uh, negated that. Like they've, I think it was not too long ago, they were going to put like women into combat roles or whatever. And so they were opening up certain branches of the military for like direct combat roles and trying to get women in there. Of course, they never passed the physical, but the thing is that they were very proud of the fact that they got, you know, women so can throw out there I, and pull a trip. That's where I, I live in that debate. You know, I've never mm -hmm. had a debate about selective services. That seems like um, a potentially very problematic decision to eliminate selective services mm -hmm. across the board. And it also seems like a problematic decision to have women automatically signed up in selective services for other reasons. I agree with you. I don't think women so should sign up for so I don't think that women should go to the military, period. End of story. But your, your argument is that, you know, men and women are different, right? Yeah. So men and women are different. I'm not, again, that's why when should, we talk about should, the military, should is. Yeah. So. yeah. Yep. What is, is selective services. Men are disenfranchised unless they sign up to put themselves to give the ultimate sacrifice. Essentially, that's what it boils mm -hmm. down to, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've had, like, if, if women were interested in a real equality, feminists in particular, if they were really interested in equality, what they would be doing is marching on Washington and, and demanding that no man die in a war until, what, four or five, I don't know how many men have died in, in war, you know, as mm -hmm. a result of, like, military conscription, until that amount of women have died in war as well to balance the leisure. Right. No one, no woman is going to do that. In fact, any time uh, the putting women on uh, the draft, like to draft women, that has always been shot down by conservatives, not by not by uh, liberals. Well, yeah, because it's it, it's not it's not effective military policy. And conservatives will tell you that they are willing to acknowledge that there are differences between men and women. And like I said, when I started this conversation, I could work out. So we're equal. And we're, we're equal until the bullets. I don't flying. think we're equal. though. I don't think we're equal. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I never said that. I don't think we're equal. I think we're different. I think mm -hmm. we're really different. I think it would be really poor strategy to assume, especially in the area of the military where it is life and death mm -hmm. and whether or not you are capable. Like if you can't pass the test, you're done mm -hmm. in my mind. Get out, do something else. Like I don't care. I'm not interested in lowering standards for mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in any of that. So I think conservatives come out and rally and say no draft for women because it's you want it when it comes to the military. It shouldn't be about gender. It shouldn't be about diversity. It shouldn't be about being woke. It should be about the best person for that position. And in that case, where 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 your strength is number one, it's going to be a man. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a man. So I don't even want these positions filled when it comes to combat. I mean, yes, behind the scenes leadership. Yes, I'm all for it. Women being in the military in different roles. But if if 
people, if people go and, and, and do the test and 10 out of 10 say they're going to put 10, move them forward into, I'm not a military girl, but let's say it's 10 people and all 10 are men, fine. I don't need to get into a war and have, oh, it's five, five. It's five women and five men. Oh, this is great. Everyone feels good about it. And now we all die. Mm. You know, so I'm not interested in that. And I also don't think selective services for women. And and what what you've just described, by the way, is something I I think I hit it on the show. I was talking to you about um, is that right now we are running headlong into like what we want, what should, what we think should be like our emotions. Like we we want um, we want transgender uh, mm-hmm. uh, athletes oh, to be yes, able to p- compete please. in women's in women's swimming, right? And then what is that, that Leah Tom? Is it Thomas? Leah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Leah Thomas is is the number four hundred and sixty third men swimmer, but is the number one female swimmer. It's ridiculous. And so yeah, it is ridiculous. But also look at what's happening though. Mm-hmm. It's oh we feel. Like, right. like, like Leah Thomas or whatever should be the number one. You should be able yeah. to swim competitively, but the reality that is says that it's a man, it's a dude, well, and we, the dude's gonna win. We in can that agree. Cast. We can category. agree on that because I think you know you talk about facts mm-hmm. versus feelings, and mm-hmm. I often talk about here. Folks on the left oftentimes want mm-hmm. you to just evaporate into this land of make believe where nothing is real, nothing mm-hmm. is factual, and we're all just living among subjective clouds. So yes, mm-hmm. that is an effort to emotionalism and real uh, empiricism yeah. and realism are where we're at right now. We are 21 years into the 21st century right now we have access to data that yep. we've never had in the history of humanity right now and we can see it and we but see that's it. not where this the is, country this, is going this is on every street 100%. corner that is recording every sh- uh, you're not seeing on the six o'clock yeah. they're bullshitting you on the six yeah. o'clock news but you saw like 10 different videos that say that's not how it went down right so we have access to information in such a way because processing it is the real trick but what it really boils down to especially with like transgenderism or like uh, what i talk about what we've talked about this entire show right now boils down to what we feel mm-hmm. is the right way to do things what we feel should be the thing that that that's that the best practices yeah. we feel that we feel like transgender athletes should be able to complete compete in the females it's never the males category is it Mm -hmm. no it's always in the female category where they go in they dominate that is the feels running headlong into the reels and now we don't know what the hell to do (laughs) and we're being woken up like yeah i think you were talking about uh you you did a review of matt walsh when he was talking about what is a woman woman? right the problem is the problem with that question is first of all matt's just pandering to his audience second of all the idea of even asking that question is a question between feels versus reels he knows damn well that an objective definition of what a woman is destroys their identity yeah they would have to fundamentally reinvent themselves Mm -hmm. because their identity of what is a woman what is a man oh it's sort of this on Monday and it's this on Friday kind of thing whenever that's that ambiguous subjectiveness that's Mm -hmm. right there and this this applies across the board by the way not just political religious Mm -hmm. uh, you know intersexual you know relationship wise it's everything right and we're struggling with this right now because we have the internet we have social media we have all this information that says "Uh uh-uh that's not how it is yeah, and there's a lot of people that don't care how it is and instead want to envision how it could be, not only how it but should be. But they still have to how. reconcile that should with what they see every day on Twitter well, and on Instagram and everything else. that's also why I think, that's why I'm saying this was a really interesting time, not only for mm-hmm. us to have this conversation, but it's an interesting time in the world because you have a lot of backlash to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have a lot of people saying, oh, you should be able to call yourself whatever you want. I always say on this you know, show, oh, I could call myself a cat and everybody then has to abide I by it. God emperor I mean, of mankind. Exactly. 
Well, exactly. But there's a lot of people that now are pushing back on that, not only for themselves, but also for their children, saying this is absolute madness. There has to be something grounded in reality, something grounded in facts. If nothing is grounded in reality or facts, then nothing means anything. Mm -hmm. So there are enough people pushing back on that now um, to, I think, make this debate interesting. We are going to wrap for today. I had a great conversation. I want to thank you for having me uh, think about selective services. I had never been asked that question before. Mm -hmm. I'm a non-interventionist by nature. I very well well may come to the conclusion that to get rid of it altogether. And that's, Mm -hmm. I love that that moment happened here because I get asked everything and anything. Nobody's ever asked me that. And that's a really fascinating question. So thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to do more investigative, like in my own mind, about how I would feel about that, and I'm going to come up with an answer for the audience on ask that. Ask yourself too. if you'd want your uh, ask yourself if you'd want your son to be disenfranchised in the voting process as a yeah, result of I him think, just strictly being mad. I think that mad. where I will fall on this will likely be that I would dismantle that mm-hmm. for everyone. Um, would not in any way want to mandate it for women for physical reasons I and how I feel about what the military should be above all else, above wokeness, and my need for that space because those are the people that protect us. Same, I feel the same way about firemen. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way yeah. about policemen. I don't need a firewoman who can't run up the stairs carrying somebody. No, I'm sorry if I'm on the top floor and I'm burning up, get me a, a big ass man that can carry me downstairs. You know, so I don't play we dis- in that should game. Should we disqualify women from being Firefighters, we're not supposed to say firemen. Firemen, firewomen. I actually think you should allow women to take the test. And if they can't do it, then they shouldn't be allowed to have the job. Which is why most of them are men. Great. (laughs) But, and that's how it should be. (laughs) So I'm not, I don't, I don't play in that game of like, that's where I feel like the equality can get dangerous. Mm -hmm. When you talk about industries, to close this up, when you talk about industries like the military, Mm -hmm. and you talk about industries like firemen, police officers, that gets dangerous. Mm -hmm. That doesn't interest me, like at all. I mean, it doesn't interest me at all, but that's where I think even people inclined to have a little bit of a woke mentality, you need to really think about the implications of what you're saying when you don't Mm -hmm. acknowledge that men and women are different, because you might find yourself in a situation where you need that fireman or that police officer, and if it's someone who can't carry out of that damn building, you better think twice about what you endorse and who you want to get that job. Masculinity is toxic right up until the floodwaters <laughs> start rising. Get, Help me! We didn't even get yeah. to me take my takedown of toxic masculinity, <laughs> which we're gonna we're gonna have Rolo back. We'll I promise. I know you guys love it, and maybe we'll start that off with my takedown of feminists' accusations of toxic masculinity, but where I actually do feel that toxic masculinity does exist and why it's a problem. So he says it doesn't exist. There you go. Period. We, that is the opening for the next part. Well, well thank mm-hmm. you so sure. much for being here. I loved agreeing and disagreeing with mm-hmm. you. And uh, I know we'll have you back. Hey. Natalia, I always want to call you Tatiana because I have a friend, Tatiana, in New Jersey who looks just like you. She's a badass. She's oh. amazing. So if I ever do that, I apologize in advance. You did an a great it. job. Thank you to everyone in yes. the chat who hung out with us and, and enjoyed this. I'll see you tomorrow, this. probably. Yes, I'll <laughs> see you tomorrow. I'm on, I'm on Adam's show tomorrow, too. I promise yeah. it won't be more than two hours. Rolo will be on Adam's <laughs> show where there will likely be more agreement mm-hmm. than the disagreement we found here. Uh, I don't know. I'm supposed we'll to debate Ruslan tomorrow. So. Oh, oh. It's going to be a hot one. You guys should check out Sasuke tomorrow yep. to see mm-hmm. Rolo over there I and I will be back I will be back on Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time with a brand new show we'll talk a little bit about this and then we'll get into some new hot topics 
politics is burning up, man. I got some stuff I got to cover over there, too. So thank you so much for being with us. This was one of my favorite shows to date. So I appreciate all of you. And I look forward to seeing you on Friday. Have a great, great, great hot day. There you go. <laughs>